warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 187. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, Do we love it? Hey, let's race it. Erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, five, four, three, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. All right. Yeah. Stop. Hammer time. Oh, my oh, God. Fuck. Are you in a cave? <laughs> no, I'm in my garage. Yeah, we can tell. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. That was loud. <laughs> I even tried to hold back some. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, this week we're going to be talking about, me and Jake are going to be talking about Alien Covenant. Yes, yes. Yeah, talking about Alien Covenant. But you know what? Uh, yeah, uh, Jake, it's nice to have you back, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. It's been a rough week with uh, the death in the family this week. But I've been getting through it, and uh, I'm glad to be podcasting with you guys. This is this is really good. It's glad to be getting back to doing normal stuff, and especially stuff that's fun like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was excited to see Alien, and I'm excited. I have no idea what you thought about it. Yeah. You have no idea what I thought about <clears throat> it, and I'm excited for all that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm uh, interested in unpacking that movie and talking about it with you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great to have you back, man. You were, you were sorely missed last week. And, uh, we had Joe Stark on here from Starkcast. He was fantastic. It was great to talk to him and get to know him. We talked a lot about poop. Wow. Yes. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I had anything to contribute to that. What, what was the main topic about poop? Uh, just, uh, our encounters with, uh, poop <laughs> and, uh, elderly pooping. Oh. <laughs> N- not your own unfortunate pooping stories, but, Running into other people's poop? Yeah, yeah. More more or less, uh, you know, encountering other people's poop, uh, things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. So, so, so I was not on the podcast for a week, and it turned into literal <laughs> shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, let's see here. You know, uh, you know, we have a, uh, I guess we have kind of like a sponsor that we've been uh, taking advantage of uh, recently, Bumpers. 
Bumpers. So I want to talk a little bit about bumpers. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, there's a really cool app. If you have an iPhone or an iPad, uh, you can get on there. You can download the app. It's called Bumpers, and you can record your own little mini podcast. Uh, I've seen people do them over 20 minutes now, Jake. Wow. Is there a limit? How long can you make a bumper? I don't know. I mean, I would be worried, like, if you're not in Wi-Fi or if you have bad Wi-Fi, like low speeds, trying to upload a really long podcast. But, like, I've seen them, like, up to 18, 20 minutes. So, yeah. yeah. That's wild. That's wild. I mean, that's neat. But I think, like, two to five minutes is the real sweet spot for these bumpers. That's what's so that's what's so neat about the app in the first place for me. <laughs> you just like you just like your movies. You like to keep them under two hours. You like your bump you, you like exactly, your, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you like your bumpers two to five minutes. Uh, anything else is just uh that's just uh that's too much. Too much for Jake. Any bumper over I'd say six minutes I'm never gonna listen to. Well then you're not gonna be listening to any of Frank's, so <laughs> really they've been uh, over six minutes? Yeah, he's done a you you've done some over six minutes, haven't you, Frank? Uh, I think so. I think one of them was a little bit longer than that. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been rocking like the uh, four to five minute. So Don't don't die over there, Frank. No, I was just coughing. I had you muted. Yeah. All right. Um, back to bumpers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you can uh, you can download bumpers on your uh, iPhone, your iPad, and uh, you can record your own bumpers. We've been doing it. Uh, you can subscribe to Bite Sized Leftovers on uh, iTunes, or you can just look up Pop Culture Leftovers on the Bumpers app and subscribe to us directly there. But it's definitely cool, and a lot of members of the Leftover Army have been recording their own bumpers, so definitely... It's, it's the freaking next wave of podcasting, the bumpers. Yeah, it is. It really is. And you know what? They've, uh, they're have they testing out uh, bumper to bumper, where um, or bumpers on bumpers, where you're going to be able to call somebody and record bumpers over the phone. Ooh, that's gonna oh, that's be awesome! Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready for them to be when we can actually like uh up upload our own uh you know sound bites and things like that. Just record it right on your phone and just upload it right through the bumpers. That would be amazing. So yeah, definitely support the bumpers app if you support the bumpers and you subscribe to us on either iTunes or directly from bumpers. You're actually helping the show. So uh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome, and it helps them out too. Like if if a lot of people subscribe, they'll get more money, and they'll be able to do the kind of updates that we were talking about. Exactly, exactly. And you know, like if uh, if you've been thinking about doing your own podcast, but didn't want to like invest the money into like your own mixer and all that stuff, yada yada yada, you get the fucking deal. Bump it up, whatever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, I heard you guys using the music. Oh yeah, yeah. Digging the music now, huh? Yeah, I'm definitely digging the music. Some of it, like. I got to test out because it doesn't really fit like what I'm talking about sometimes. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. <laughs> I, you know, I, I talked about a documentary last night. And I don't think the rave music really, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. conveyed that. Yeah. I'm talking I'm, I'm talking about a girl that killed her mother. I don't think we, I don't think I need. Right. I don't think I need house music, you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to jump into our iTunes reviews for this week. As soon as I can find, why can't I ever find these bumpers? Here it is. But okay. speaking of bumpers, bumpers, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for iTunes reviews. It's one star five. We don't give a fuck. We really love to hear just how much we suck. Guys, Chris Dubach and your host is a jerk. I'm an opinionated asshole whose dick don't work. Got 
right, first uh, iTunes review comes for uh, from come out of the water there, Brian, and do some iTunes. Jeez, reviews. what the hell is going on with me? Uh, it comes from uh, Devil Dog oh seven nine five. It's a five star. It's titled "Y'all the Bomb," <laughs> and uh, he gives the the star emoji. And it, that's for Jake. You got a, you get a one star apparently. <laughs> Does it say that? No, it just says star for Jake. Star for Jake. All yeah. right. Uh, David L. Lawson, Patreon supporter till the end. So thank you, David L. Lawson. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe I I always say give us the one stars when we talk about the iTunes reviews. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. I guarantee you, that's what he's doing. So, so yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah, I also want to thank, uh, there's, oh man, I want to thank, uh, I think it was Philip, uh, let me try to pronounce your name, Philip Guilet, he upped his donation. And then, uh, I want to thank Wally Bags for donating as well. So thank you so much. That's uh, awesome. Someone was donating, they listened, and then they were like, yeah, I gotta give more money to this. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's pretty cool. I don't know if, like, a lot of our newer listeners know, but you can buy a Pop Culture Leftovers t-shirt, a sticker, a mug. You can go to designbyhumans.com and uh, just look up. I think it's PC Leftovers or Pop Culture Leftovers or some shit, and you can buy a fucking shirt. Or Do whatever. we have our own dildos yet? <laughs> yeah, we got one on the podcast right now. Hey, Frank, how's it going? <laughs> Can we sell him? Yeah. <laughs> Next one comes from uh, Kabuto RX. Is that short for prescription? <laughs> I, I, I guess so. Might Wait, be. What's the drug? What's the drug called again? Kabuto. Hmm. Never heard of that one. Eh, it might be like uh, the Japanese Viagra, for all we know. Do they? <laughs> is it called Viagra over in Japan? Or you know, we should uh, we should ask Johnny Igataku. Yeah, he, I'm sure he knows all about uh, erectile dysfunction. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure his, his spam he's, folder. He's always my go-to guy when I have questions about it. <laughs> his spam folder's full of it. Uh, let's see here. It's a uh, five-star. It's uh, titled Love the Podcast. I was looking for an opinion after watching Suicide Squad and randomly found this podcast. I've been listening ever since. I respect everyone's opinion, and it's some um, of the funniest stuff out there. If I had one issue with the show, it's Frank. Frank is a big surprise. Yeah, it says this. Uh, Frank is an idiot and lost all my respect after that Doctor Strange review. Not everything needs an '80s montage. Keep up the great work, guys. (laughs) Fuck that. All right. Boring. (laughs) Frank, stand up for yourself. <laughs> what? He's, he don't like me because of my opinion for that shit, dude. Yeah. There's so many other things you could not like me for. Yeah. yeah. Trust us. He he's right about that. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's no no argument there. Uh, <laughs> I'm putting down the gloves on that one, Frank. Ah, <laughs> uh, we love you, Frank. Even though you're wrong about Doctor Strange. No. Uh, for sure. <laughs> He gave he gave Suicide Squad a was it a fucking Tupperware to begin with? When I first did it, yes, and that was because it was oh, all the, the whole experience thing. Like if you want a bad movie to seem really really good, go get drunk first, and then go to a theater that's got leather reclining seats. Yeah, I hear you. That's how I should see all of DC <laughs> movies then, huh? Even even well, that might help, but even yeah. still, I tasted it afterward. I didn't hate it. All right. 
Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, my app doesn't give me the full title. Well, yeah. Uh. We waited a long time to read that review to see what, what Frank was going to do. It was kind of a, it was kind of a letdown. Huge letdown. <laughs> guy calls Frank, it, golf, guy calls Frank an idiot and Frank's like, no, it, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Frank is it's an just idiot. Like everybody's opinion on the internet. Everybody's got one. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh, it don't bother me. All right, Frank. No. All right. Yeah, your opinion on this guy's comments bother me a little bit. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. There you it's, go. It's time to lash out. You know, let out some of that aggression. And all I all I got I get that out every time I drive. It's like uh you let it out like a little whimper, you know? Like I said, it's I get it out when I drive. I was on my way home a little while ago and there was a dude that was riding my ass and I the speed limit was forty, I was doing forty five and the left lane passes somebody. This guy flies up on my rear end doing probably like eighty. Yeah. And I don't fucking move. In fact, I slow down to make sure I ride next to the car that's next to me. I'm like, fine, you want to get through? You're not going to get through. Save this so, for a bumper. Oh, well, I already did a traffic <laughs> bumper. Well, anyway, I mean, I rolled, long story short, I rolled down my window. I had plenty of words. I felt better afterwards. Yeah. But, Pretend that this is that guy, you know? That's what you need to do. He gave us five stars. Yeah, Let right. him have his one word right. against Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, that guy won. Like it, that guy won. Frank zero. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> long. Th- uh, this one's from the Wii man, and uh, that's Wii as a, as a Nintendo Wii, and it's a five star. And I can't get the. F- I don't know what the full title is because I'm reading this on my freaking iPhone. Uh, long time listener, popping out of the, and I'm guessing popping out of the Wii or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Hello, I, hello, iTunes people. This is the best podcast ever. I've been listening since the early days, and I love every single episode. The Leftovers aren't just some random guys from Illinois. They are friends. No, wait, family. They are hilarious, grotesque, Frank, and knowledgeable. <laughs> it says that. And knowledgeable about all things pop culture. So thank you, Wee Man. Yeah, that was, that's a great one. Uh, yeah, I like that one. Next one comes. They, oh, go ahead. They insulted Frank way more subtly in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I agree with them. I can't argue. With that. I agree. Uh, you guys are the best. This is from uh, Joe Schmo forty four five six seven. Jeez, give up with the Joe Schmoes people. I know. Uh, <laughs> you guys are the best. I've been listening since Doctor Strange episode and haven't missed one since. <laughs> Frank is an idiot. <laughs> Fuck off. I heard that was a real polarizing episode, the Doctor Strange episode of PCL. Yeah, a lot of people wanted. Okay, there's you, you got you got people that don't agree with Frank, and then you got a you got people saying Brian, you you like the movie too much. Like, mm-hmm. they expected Jake to Tupperware it. Like, that was expected, you know. Or high-tasted or Tupperware. They, they expected me to, like, either toss it or taste it, not Tupperware the movie. I'm sorry. I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't need a fucking recliner and getting drunk to enjoy it. <laughs> so. Yeah. It was pretty good. Just popcorn was enough for me, too. Yeah. Uh, been listening since Doctor Strange episode and haven't missed one since. You guys literally have the best intro of all the pods I've listened to. We'll admit that I get the feels when the 8-bit intro song comes on during the break. Seriously, awesome choice. Keep up the great work. Always looking forward to the next big movie review. And that comes- I like that. His favorite part is the part that, like, 
we're not involved with at all, basically. Oh, yeah. He loves the intro. Loves the intro. <laughs> and uh, loves the <laughs> It's fantastic. I can't blame him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tell you what, buddy. I'll just – you send me your email address. I'll just send you those bumps. I'll send you those audio clips and then you can <laughs> you can save yourself three fucking hours a week. Uh, Get out of Dodge. Let's see here. Uh, Next one comes from uh, Randy Hinkle, Sith Lord 49. Uh, Love the show. It's uh, five stars. Uh, Perfect mix of insight and comedy. Brian's relationship with his pets adds reality to the show. I, too, have cats and a dog that I love more than anything. Jake, you're the man. Brian, you are the best podcaster out there. Thank you, PCL. I do not agree with that. Um, I am not the best podcaster out there by far. So that is a lie, sir. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I am the man, though. You, fuck off. Uh, I, these next two are fantastic. Um, remember the episode where we were just talking about uh, the uh, exclamation points, how I wanted more? Oh, I love that, yeah. West Step 23 just gives us six exclamation points. He's got to one-up the five. And oh, then uh, Restless Bass gives us basically six full lines. Oh, man. So he's the champ. Point. The exclamation champ. point champ, right? Yeah. <laughs> so five star from Restless Bass. Uh, this last one, we got our one star this week, guys. Yes. Oh. Uh, it's titled, If You Enjoy Bashing DC, This Is For You. It comes from Richard Klesinski. And uh, it's a one star. I'm not a Marvel hater at all, but to put it simple, these guys love to hate on DC. They pick apart and hate on the same things they say they love about Marvel. It's mind baffling. They pretty much get on their knees, open their mouths, and gulp up everything Marvel. Enjoy. So uh, he's basically saying we're sucking the dick of Marvel from a guy whose name is Richard, who is dick basically so i don't (laughs) yeah so uh you know uh that's the thing uh we wouldn't bash the dc movies if they haven't sucked richard okay Uh, agreed uh, and if you go back and listen to episode eight i loved man of steel um absolutely loved it i still i still say batman v superman is a taste it okay but on the flip side it's still a failure in my opinion because it did not make a billion dollars and that movie should. You got Batman and Superman in the same movie. I've said this stuff a million fucking times. I'm sick of defending myself. Okay, Dick? Yeah, listen, to, listen to our Age of Ultron episode, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, listen to our Age of Ultron episode. I am the voice of reason in that episode, and I am the only person to give it a toss it. But uh, I did hate that movie, and I still hate that movie. I've seen it twice. I will never probably watch it again. So I think it's absolute garbage. But, um, yeah, whatever, dude. Uh, you know, it's, I guess it's nice to just pick and choose the episodes that you listen to, dick. And, uh, <laughs> that's, you know, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's also nice when you get, like, within the time we've done this podcast, we've gotten, what, eight plus Marvel movies to talk about? Exactly. As, as opposed to the, uh, what, three DC movies we've yeah, got to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. And Jake, we love, we love the fact that the DC movies aren't as good as Marvel movies. It just makes us so happy. Fuck off. It's not true. Oh, dude. I want, it co- makes me sleep like a baby at night. Oh, man. There- <laughs> There's so many. There's so. I, I want the Superman movies to be great. You know, I love Christopher Reeves and what he did for Superman. I still love Superman one and two. Those are two of my favorite comic book movies of all time. So whatever, dude. I just don't like the current direction of the DC movies. It doesn't mean that I'm sucking the dick of Marvel because I'll let Marvel know. I mean, Ant Man. I gave it a taste. It you know, and I don't. I don't religiously watch Ant Man. You know, so whatever. Yeah. Fucking the thing that baffles me most about his statements is that. 
he says that we hate everything about DC that we love about Marvel, but DC's not giving us any of the same shit at all. So how can you make that comparison? Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, and uh, he, we could talk. I could talk about the Nolan trilogy and how much I love that. You know, if you want to, if you really, yeah, wanna, I liked it a lot too. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, the Joker's one. It's okay. I know, I know you're not the biggest fan, Jake, but I am. I love them. I think they're all Tupperwares. I think they're all fantastic. And, uh, I, I think that, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker is one of the greatest villain, villains ever put on screen. So, whatever. Yeah, I dude. think that's, I think that's a true statement. So, whatever, Richard. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Glad you won't be listening anymore. And if you do listen, ah, whatever. I don't give a shit. You're dead to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> later, later, Dick. Later on, Dick. Uh, let's see here, guys. We're going to move into Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more Leftover Reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Hey, Jake, are we going to rock some Alien Covenant right now? Yeah, we're going to do it right off the gate. I think so. I think so. I mean, why, why, you know, why beat around the bush? Why hide the advertised content, you know? So yep, yep. let's uh Give myself a little more drink for this. Are we gonna <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh just a Mountain Dew. Mm. That's what I'm drinking as well. Uh anyway, let's see here. Um are we gonna have minor spoilers, Jake? Oh, I wanna I wanna spoil full out. Okay. All right. Minor spoilers uh or not my major spoilers. Major spoilers for <laughs> Alien Covenant. So if you haven't seen it, skip ahead. This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. The crew of a colony ship bound for a remote planet discover an uncharted paradise with a threat beyond their imagination and must attempt a harrowing escape. It's directed by Ridley Scott. It's written by Dan O'Bannon, Ronald Shusett, and Michael Green, who's one of the showrunners for American Gods. Uh, he also worked on Logan, and uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I know he worked on something else. I can't think of it right now. Anyway, it stars Michael Fassbender as David Ann Walter, uh, Catherine Watterson as Daniels, Billy Crudup as Orem. Billy Crudup, if you remember, was uh, he was uh, Dr. Manhattan in uh, Watchmen. Uh, oh yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, what's the what's the name of the lead female actress in this? Do you went past her there? Catherine Watterson. Yeah, she's the um, girl from Fantastic Beast. Oh, okay, right on. And the uh, main, I forget what her character's name was in that, but and the the main female lead, you know. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that movie. So, yeah, uh, Danny McBride is Tennessee. So. All right, uh, Jake. I'm going to start with you. We're going to rate this movie, and uh, then we'll open it up for discussion. Jake, what did you think about um, Alien Covenant? All right, I, I'm going to be real brief here, so yeah. we can kind of get to the discussion and get my rating. Uh, I'm going to give it a high taste. It mm. um, honestly, I was um, I was liking this movie quite a lot until the uh, last quarter of it. I would say. And ah, the, the ending of this movie just really pissed me fucking off. I almost went down to just a 
a regular taste it, but I did have a lot of fun up until the ending kind of smacked me in the face with stupidity. Yeah. So I thought it was fun. It reminded me like the beginning, the first like half an hour, I enjoyed it. I was invested in the characters enough to, because I knew what was inevitably going to happen. I was worried for these people. I was, you know, when the alien stuff started happening I was like, Oh, that sucks. All these, all these characters are probably all going to die. And so it, it succeeded in making me care about these characters within a short amount of time, which made kind of the rampant violence for the next 45 minutes a pretty good time for me. I am going to give this a low taste it. Um, I uh, loved the first 45 minutes of this movie, and then they introduced the uh, the xenomorphs, the aliens, and uh, they looked awful in my opinion. The CG was terrible. Um, that's not the only problem I have with this movie. I, I love the first 45 minutes. The Yeah, the, the beginning <clears throat> was really good. Yeah. and uh, like that, I, I was saying that too. When they introduced those white xenomorphs, they looked fake as all hell. Um, <laughs> they, 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 like it, it looks so, the CG looks so bad to me. Yeah, why would they go to that well again? Everyone complained so much about the white xenomorph and Alien 4 yeah. that it was shocking to me that they would go to that well kind of yeah. for the whole movie almost. Yeah. I uh, I thought the xenomorphs looked awful. I thought the, the last hour, 15 minutes were just a chore to get through. And um, I don't know. I, I loved being introduced to – I loved everything up until really they got to that when it turned into – the island of Dr. Moreau starring David with Xenomorphs. Yeah, I think that, I'm trying to, I was trying to pinpoint where it all went real south for me too. And yeah. that's, that's probably about it. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I don't know, Jake, I just, I, I really, I'm, I just was not a fan of, I thought I was going to Tupperware this movie the way it started out. And it just, it took the biggest nosedive ever for me. That last hour 15 was just a chore for me to get through. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm. We're close to how we feel. I think I enjoyed it a little bit longer than you did, but I I agree. It did take a big nosedive at one point. Oh man, I'm trying. Gosh, I'm trying to pinpoint when it really just got really annoying to me. I mean, I I, I didn't even mind. I didn't even mind the. And I know this makes sense. No sense to people that haven't seen the movie. I didn't even mind the flute scene at all. I, I thought that that was I was fine with that. The flute scene. I, I love yeah, the flute scene was okay. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I, I didn't think it was like amazing, but I, I thought it was kind of cool showing the differences between these two androids and and how they're different models and and um, the learning. Um, David just being more of a. Uh, being more, I'd say, sentient and um, being able to make his own choices as opposed to Walter, who was kind of reined in. His programming was more reined in and more subservient to humans. Yeah, I thought Walter, um, Michael Fassbender's performance as Walter yeah. was, very, was very interesting. And yeah. to me, I don't know if I'm crazy, but somewhat reminiscent of um, the Bishop performance by, um, oh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Um, the classic actor from uh, Frickin' Aliens. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't think of the name either. Uh, Lance Hendrickson, right? Yeah, that sounds right. I thought even like vocally, he was almost evoking the deep talking of Lance Hendrickson as opposed to um, the original. Um, God, what's the other freaking android's name? 
so fucking stupid this episode. Um, Walter and um, what's the other one's name? David. David, yeah, yeah. As, David had a very completely different like speaking tone mm-hmm. as opposed to Walter. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. But I, I remember where the movie kind of went south for me. I think it's when the uh, captain died. I was kind of annoyed. And from that point on, it was kind of silly. Um, I, I thought that was one of the most interesting things about the movie was kind of the relationship between the captain and the female lead in that, you know, he was making all these rash decisions and was coming to terms that he was making rash decisions. And like, he, he wasn't a bad guy. Like he wasn't like a Paul Reiser villain from aliens by any means. And I thought his character was really interesting in that he did do some boneheaded stuff, but he was like trying to make amends for it. And I thought the movie lost a lot of like, kind of heart and driving force when they severed the relationship between him and the female lead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he was thinking more of like mission based stuff as opposed to like, what the fuck was that? Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, well, that's, not I... that's not me. Okay. Uh, but, uh, he was, he, he was almost more like, <laughs> he was so unsure, unsure of himself, but then trying to be, you know, put his foot down and we've got to do this. We've got to do that. And, and, um, I don't know. He, I, I like Billy Crudup, the actor. Um, I just felt like I didn't really care for any of the characters to be quite honest with you, except for, I mean, Danny McBride was okay. Um, Catherine, I liked, I actually liked most of the characters. I did. I thought they were interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I, and I mean, I, I'm not saying like alien movies have to have like the most interesting of characters, but, as far as like other alien movies go, like you know, of course Ripley's going to be the best. Duh, I know that, no shit. But I'm just saying, like, it, it just wasn't up there for me. Like, this is at the bottom of my alien movies, and I'm not counting like the Alien versus Predator films, but this is like right at the bottom for me. Yeah, I I can see that. I I don't know where I would rank it in the overall. I mean, I, I definitely like it better than both the Alien versus Predator movies. Yeah, I'm not um, even putting those into contention. I, I, um, I'd have to let it marinate some more to say if I like it better than Alien 3 or 4. I like Alien 3 better. I would rather watch Alien 3 than, than this. Yeah, the Alien 3 director's cut really did it a huge service. Right. Yeah, agreed. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, I mean, we got to see the fate of the engineer race in this one. and Yeah, that was cool. That end twist, I guess I don't need to spoil it, but... I thought it was really ham-fisted, and I thought you had to be an, you had to be an idiot not to see it coming a mile away. Oh yeah, and and I thought it was it was really dumb. And I saw Ridley Scott doing an interview where he was kind of shitting on uh, post-credit sequences, and I'd, I'd read this interview before I saw the movie. And and you know me, I'm I don't really much care for the post-credit sequence either. But then after seeing the movie, I was kind of insulted. I was like, this is almost even worse than a post-credit sequence. Right. This is yeah. ba- this is basically like a season finale of a TV show where it's like, dun-dun-dun. Yeah. I, I knew. So it's like, you saw it coming from here. a mile away. Yeah, you saw it coming from a mile away. It really takes, like, I don't know, like the orig- one of the most satisfying things about Alien 1 and Aliens is like, the sigh of relief you get the end of at the end of both movies from Sigourney Weaver like getting away, right? You know, like yeah. to end the movie where it's just like 
blah for the for the main character is kind of a shit move in my opinion. Yeah. I don't care for like the airborne virus either. You know? Yeah. I, I thought I, that scene looked neat. I didn't care for and it wasn't scary. I wasn't scared. Like this movie didn't scare me at all. Like I I and I didn't care if the characters died or not. I just didn't care. Yeah, I thought the most the most terror the best moment of horror was probably the initial infection when uh she was locked in the cage with him. Yeah. And yeah. and just what was gonna happen with right. the other woman pounding on the door on the outside. Mm-hmm. That that was the only time during the entire movie where I had any sort of like intense anxiety feelings about the movie. Yeah. Just I don't know. It was just the whole um Oh, the the white xenomorphs looked so awful. They looked so horrible. The CG was so bad. And even when even the black alien just looked really bad in my opinion. I just I I don't know. I I miss the practical effects. I know I and I know that they can't move around that way the way they wanted them to move around without CGI. I totally get it. It just didn't look good to me. It looked they looked fake. And it really took mm-hmm. me it took me out of the movie. And it's like the white ones. Oh, they're white, and then they instead of bursting out of the chest, they burst out of the back. It's like, ooh, okay, what, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, we saw both. I think in this one, didn't we? We saw we saw a chest, bur- yes. chest burst later yeah. on in the end too. Yeah, we saw face huggers, chest bursters. We saw you know uh, the eggs, the whole nine yards, back thrusters, and butt fuckers. We saw it all. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely like. This was definitely more of like I see why this became an alien titled movie as opposed to Prometheus. Oh yeah, of course, but it was still more of just like the evolution of the alien itself and kind of like wrapping up the uh engineer story and and it I wasn't scared by it. It wasn't scary. Um I don't know. I just I I don't, I didn't like it. I, and, uh, you know, it was more like the character of Daniels, like we were thinking, oh, she's going to be our new Numi Rapace slash Sigourney Weaver character. And she really wasn't like this movie was about Walter and David pretty much. Oh, yeah, I agree. And that, it, that was kind of a letdown. Once it became a lot of that exposition, it was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. It was interesting to see like how David Franco did factor into the movie. Yeah, yeah, I liked the very beginning scene with uh, David. Oh, I loved it. To, uh, loved it. His uh, creator there. Yeah, I thought that was. Fan- I thought that was brilliant. I loved it. Guy Pierce was. Guy Pierce came back. I loved that. I thought it was really good. I like. I said I love loved the first forty five minutes, and then when they we get introduced to the white xenomorphs, I was kind of like. Ah, oh, fuck! Oh, they look so horrible, and I, I, <laughs> I couldn't get past it. It just it looked really, really CG and really bad to me. So I just wasn't a fan of this movie. I, I really don't have much else to say, Jake. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I have much else to say either. It, I think I enjoyed it a bit more than you, but it definitely wasn't the movie I was hoping it was going to be. I was yeah. hoping it was going to be bigger and better than Prometheus. Yeah, and it, it, it was not so much that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see if we get another one of these movies. Um, How's it doing? Do you know? Don't know. Don't know. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen any of that shit yet either. So, so yeah. Danny McBride was fun. Yeah, yeah. I liked him. Danny McBride was all right. He was all right. Yeah. It was fun seeing him reined in a little bit. Like he still got it. He was still Danny McBride uh-huh. and got to yeah. do some cheeky stuff. But yeah. 
it was it was nice seeing him just not completely bonkers. Yeah, but it's like you know, like I think really Scott missed with the characters for me because like it's always like it was always like a fucking reveal as to oh that's Danny McBride's wife. And, yeah, and it's like, well, maybe if they would establish that a little bit sooner, I would have gave a shit when the bitch died. Yeah. Oh, these are two gay characters. Oh, yeah. I don't care now because one of them's just been slaughtered. Already. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, it was pretty. Yeah. It was a little bit crazy like that. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Re- it was like they reveal things when it's too late to really have much impact. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. I get not understanding and knowing every character, but come on, set a little bit of that up. So like, it means a little bit more that when it does happen, cause like not everything in the movie has to be like this reveal. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The deaths were a little bit shocky and not so much like plot orientated. Yeah. I agree with that complaint. Yeah. All right, let's see here. Moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, – what else do you guys want to talk about for your good pop, bad pop? Do you guys have anything on your uh, on your own end? I got a, a little bit of something. Do you, you can. What else do you guys want to talk about? Are we talking about anything else together? Mm, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery. Do you want to jump into that then? Oh, let's let Frank go. Me and you, me and you just had to go on and yeah. on and on. Let's let Frank talk. <laughs> yeah. Me and you can take a drink of our Mountain Dew and Frank can talk about it. <laughs> there you something. go, Frank. Wait, what do you whistles. got? Uh, the well, only thing I really got to do this week was I started picking back up with uh, Better Call Saul again. Uh, I only got one episode into the season. I think there's a total of five or six already out, and I got to try to get caught up. But uh, it, it's still really good. It picks right up where the last season left off. This is a third season, and they've got some nice teases coming up. Uh, you've got the guy who is like the big bad in uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, in it as well coming up and they're starting to lay some of the groundwork for that. I think it's really interesting how they're following a lot of these separate stories of, uh, him like now where they shot it in black and white and, uh, you can tell it's the future and he's got anxiety and shit cause he's in hiding. And then it goes back to like what the show is about, which is his past. And, uh, they get to open up him and also uh, i'm trying to remember the guy he's the his name's mike in the show i can't remember the actor's name but uh he's like the hitman used to be a cop and stuff they're still going through his stuff um it's really good uh i can't really get a feel for the season so far just being the one episode in but i it's one of those shows that you kind of got to pick up on at the start you can't really hit it with the ground running but now would be a good time to get back into it if you're ever a fan of breaking bad uh, I high taste the show. I really, really like it a lot. It's got a lot of Tupperware moments. Yeah, episode three of this season got a lot of buzz, Frank. Um, I don't watch the show, but I know it got a lot of a lot of press, and people that are fans of the show were blown away by whatever happens in episode three. Nice. I'm willing to bet that it's when uh, uh, Chicken Guy, I can't remember his name, shows back up. He's the guy that uh, Walter blew half of his face off. Yeah, I'm not not a Breaking Bad guy. I'm sorry. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of time this week to do a lot of stuff. The kids been keeping us at it, and I had some stuff done with my back, so I've been doing a lot of sleeping. 
Uh, let's see here. I want to talk about, uh, yeah, I don't watch Breaking, I never watched Breaking Bad either. I watched the first episode and just didn't pick it back up. It's not that I didn't like it. I just don't, I just didn't pick it back up. Uh, yeah, I love Odenkirk though, and I'm glad he's doing something big like this. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a, yeah. I love Bob Odenkirk. He's so good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I, bit, I watched a uh, documentary on uh, HBO last night. I teased it on bumpers. It's called Mommy Dead and Dearest. And, um, <sighs> That sounds creepy. I know that I sounded really excited about this um, on the Bumpers app. I was only 30 minutes in on it, and I hadn't finished the last hour. Um, but uh, I, I did finish it. It's it's basically the story of a um, of a mother and a daughter. And the at the beginning of the documentary, the daughter is being interviewed by a police officer and saying, "Your mother is dead." The girl starts to cry. And ball, and he says, you know, we know you were involved. We we know Nick killed her, and you know, stop stop lying, blah blah blah. And you find out it's the most one of the most bizarre stories I've ever heard that this girl was raised by her mother, who the mother they call this uh, Munchausen by proxy, and. Okay. The mother was seeking attention from other people from her sick daughter. Well, the girl wasn't sick, and the mother took this girl to doctors and uh, said, you know, basically that she had muscular dystrophy, leukemia, she had bad vision, bad hearing, um, suffered from uh, very, very slow uh intelligence not 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 very smart and um couldn't walk and come to find out like this girl had none of those issues and she could walk and the mother was just doing this is basically torture to this girl and Uh, how old was the girl uh, i mean she didn't even know how old she was jake like the mother wouldn't tell her like when on her 18th birthday, the mother told the real father who wasn't with the mother anymore that, you know, don't tell her that she's 18 today. She doesn't need to know that. Blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. The, the girl ended up hating her mother and dating this guy and sh- the guy ends up killing the mother. The, the, the document, it's, it's really interesting. Like it, it is, it's, it's an interesting story, but I think it misses the mark. The documentary, it misses the mark in a lot of different, uh, uh, areas, uh, things that Netflix is, you know, making a murderer can do because that that went multiple episodes. This was an hour and a half. So um, it's a fascinating story. I, I just don't think that they did a great job at presenting the story. Um, I'm going to give it a high taste it. I think they they needed a little bit more of the psychology. The mother's dead, of course, but they needed a little bit more of the psychology of like why the mother was doing this and who the mother was. They went into it, but they needed to explore it deeper. They talked to like the mother's parents and these people were not the most interesting people and they couldn't convey the story really well. So it didn't really help or add anything when they talked to the parents. And oh, that's uh, a shame. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to know more about the mother. Um, and what, what her deal was. And they focused a lot on the daughter and that story because, and I, I agree. I mean, you can talk to her. They interviewed her and they talked a lot to this young daughter, but I wanted to know more about the psychology of the mother because like that's, I think that's more interesting and, 
and and focus more on like the relationship between the daughter and the mother. We're talking about I don't know. They they started talking about how this girl was changing and she wanted to break free of the mother and all this stuff when I, I don't know. I, it just really kind of missed the mark for me. So I'm going to give it a high taste. I do recommend that you watch it. It's called mommy dead and dearest. It's on HBO and it just came out on May 15th. So, um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. I hadn't heard of that. That sounds interesting. Um, let's see here. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I briefly, I briefly wanted to talk about, um, I've been hyped for the dark tower moving coming out. And so I've been re-listening to the Dark Tower books on Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, have I talked about the Dark Tower trailer on the podcast at all? Um, I don't even know if I brought that up on here. Don't or not think at so. This point. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm pretty optimistic about the movie. Um, you know, it, it could still be really bad, but man, I love Idris Elba. I love Matthew McConaughey in those two roles, and so I'm. I'm really hopeful that they're going to do a good job here. Um, it's based off of my favorite series of Stephen King books. It's kind of an interesting mix of horror and high fantasy. And uh, man, I think theatrically it could be really neat. There's a lot of stuff in the books that's really weird that they're going to have to adapt a different way for movies and television. But I think it could be done and I think it could be a really unique presentation. And I, I really hope this first movie is a success so we get a little bit of a extended universe from this franchise because I know they are really interested in doing flashback stories of the Idris Elba character and possibly doing them on like a streaming network or HBO and doing like two seasons to flesh out his backstory. So I really hope that that's something that they want to do more after the success of this movie. So I hope it's not a big flop. It's an August release, I believe. So I, I hope it does well. I'm, I got my fingers crossed for it. Um, yeah, a, a question. Do you know the budget? Um, it's, it's a modest budget. It's not It's not super cheap, but it's not a ton of money. And the director, oh, what's his name? It's it's like his first big deal. Yeah. Uh, Nicolaj Arcel is okay. the guy's name. Yeah. Yeah, it's some guy from Denmark that really hasn't done much. He wrote the uh, foreign version of the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it, this is really his, like, first big kind of directorial debut like this. So, yeah, I, I hope it's good. I mean, it's a big year for Stephen King movies, too, with uh, It coming out right around the corner right after Dark Tower. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but they released a, a second trailer for It no. last week. Oh, no. Um, oh, you have to see it. It really focuses on the uh, Losers Club side of the story. And I almost like the second trailer even more than the first trailer. Like, it really makes me think this one's going to be a hit. Like, there's so much heart with those kids together. If I Sorry, had... Uh, it, what the fuck was that? I so just what? heard Frank said, if I have to... Oh, I, I, I'm just hearing some weird, weird noise. No, I... I didn't hear anything here. <laughs> oh, okay. I heard it. I heard it too, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Frank. Did you say oh, something? Uh, it's almost like they want the, uh, the actors to carry that. Like you were mentioning with the director, like with the big names that they have, like they're, they're going to have their talent pulled through. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I know a lot. The, I know a lot of people are worried about how they're going to adapt the story. But if you've read the whole series, like, you know 
that it's a really weird thing where like the movie is actually a sequel to the series instead of just a straight up adaptation. So oh, it's wow. very it's very interesting. I think that this if I had to make a prediction, I think that this movie is going to get lost in the summer. I think so too. I I think so too. That's why I'm bringing it up, you know. I really want people to go out and see this and I re- I really want it to be good. Like if it's bad, I'll be the first to admit it's bad. Like right. I wanted freaking 11:22 to be fantastic and I was the first one shitting all over it. Mhm. So, I mean, I'll be there, too, with this if I don't think this is up to snuff. But, man, I'm crossing my fingers that first this is good. And if it is good, I, I really want word of mouth and people to see this and it to do well. Yeah. So. I just, I think it'll do as good as a uh, Highlander reboot will, man. I, I, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, if it's a good movie, you know, it'll maybe it'll just take a little bit more time for the franchise. Because it happens like that sometimes, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, any any more though, it's harder. I mean, it used to be that movies could live off of the Blu-ray and DVD sales, and like that's not the case anymore. They've got to have huge opening weekends. I mean, it. That's really what I mean. You know, Power Rangers. For as much as I did enjoy that film, I thought it was a fun film. It's probably not going to get a sequel because it just didn't perform. Yeah. I've read all that too, and they're, you're right. right about that. They're already ready to make that call before even like seeing what the right. uh, digital and Blu-ray sales are going to be like. Yeah, this is why we're not getting a Hellboy three from director Guillermo del Toro because like the first one survived off of it was made far back enough. I think like in 2003 or four, it was made far back enough to where like DVD sales and Blu-ray sales could carry you through, and that's just not the case anymore. You have to have big weekends, big opening weekends. And, and uh, you know, I mean, the only reason we're getting a Pacific Rim sequel is because of the huge international uh, money it brought in over China. So, I mean, it's I just... I agree, I agree. Yeah, it's... I just have really high hopes. This is a franchise that's near and dear to me. It's yeah. something that I've wanted to see a live-action adaptation of since I was a child, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I hear you though. I mean, you're not saying anything that I don't, that I don't disagree with. No. And I'm not, I'm saying like the story is probably fantastic. I hope it gets adapted well. And I hope Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey shine. It's just like, and I, I think it's going to be right. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to do a hair better than Assassin's Creed as far as, as box office numbers go. I think it, not a hair better. I, I think it'll be modest numbers. I think it'll be okay. But it will I got my it, fingers crossed for marketing. I think this is a movie that wouldn't be too hard to market. And I think we may see that step up a little bit yeah. once we get past like Transformers and a couple other tentpole movies. Yeah, we'll see. I think it'd be better served if it came out in September, to be quite honest with you. Nah, I agree with that too. I, I agree mean, with yeah, that too. You know? I mean, we saw so. movies like Maze Runner do quite well in September, and I'm thinking August is still towards the end of summer. And, I mean, you know, that's, you know, back in August 2014, that's where Guardians of the Galaxy just fucking killed it. So, Yeah, um, yeah. exactly. It's, yeah. It, it can be done, but yeah, 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 yeah. I had but, a lot more faith in Guardians of the Galaxy than uh, this is even, almost an even more unknown franchise sure, than that. Sure, I know it's got Stephen King behind it, but like you know, Marvel Studios' name behind it is a little bit more than than having Stephen oh. King's name behind it at this point. Yeah, no, no argument, no yeah. argument. Stephen King, 
I mean, he's done good things, but yeah, his name has been tarnished too. You kind of never know yeah. what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, it it, it is going to do damn good. I mean, it is going to do fantastic. I mean, especially is it getting like an October release or some shit? The uh, the Dark Tower? No, it. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, it's going to do great. It's get, I think it gets a late September. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's gonna got be, that sweet that's spot. That's perfect for it. About. Yeah, that's a perfect time for it to come out. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> For, what? I feel like we're talking to you on a CB radio. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you just came in four nighter. That's perfect for it. <laughs> oh right. my god! All right, guys, we're gonna go on a convoy. So, <laughs> speaking of convoys, good, speaking of convoys, let's talk about Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, it's going uh, to Discovery. Uh, we got the uh, first full official length. Uh, trailer for uh, Star Trek Discovery and uh, the series will premiere on CBS and then be shown on CBS All Access streaming service from there on out. Uh, found out today that the season got extended to 15 episodes in this first season. Hmm. and uh, That's cool. It it uh, stars Sonequa Me- uh, Martin-Green uh, who plays Sasha on The Walking Dead, Jason Isaacs from the Harry Potter movies and, and the OA and uh, he's playing the captain of the Discovery just so um, everybody knows that. So at least in the first episode, we'll see him as the captain of the Discovery, uh, as well as Doug Jones from the uh, two Hellboy films, who's uh, playing an alien crew member. This makes sense. This is perfect for him. He's going to be uh, Lieutenant Saru, who, uh, who's a science officer, who I'm guessing has some strange abilities or special abilities in the show. But um, They kind of showed that, I think, in the, in the commercial. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what did uh, – Jake, I'm going to start off with you. What did you think of this trailer? I thought it was okay. Uh, nothing really wowed me. Uh, I think I'm still a little bit pouty about this being a prequel again. And I don't know, we've waited so long for more Star Trek on TV that I really want to see what's going on in the Prime Universe on TV again. That to do more like, let's find out how the Klingons did, you know, before Kirk kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know. I just, I'm having a really hard time getting excited for that kind of story. But I'm still going to tune in and I hope they prove me wrong and I hope it's good. But I would probably, I think I'm going to toss this trailer. Oh, wow. Because I, I just, I don't know. Just nothing in it really. There was not a single wow moment in it. Really, still still pouty about the prequel. I'm gonna let me. I'm gonna jump in here. I Tupperware the trailer. I thought it was fantastic. Ah, there you go. I thought I thought it was fantastic. I thought the special effects were great. I want to break it down too because I thought there was a lot of shocking things, and I think it like raises a ton of questions that I want answers to. Uh, Some of these characters, I am already dying to know more about them uh, after watching this trailer. I was just you thought the special effects were great. I thought the special effects for being CBS were were fantastic. Yeah, I I thought oh, it's Star Trek TV again. I could. Like when they showed that one big wow shot where she's in the space suit and everything, I thought that. Ugh. Oh, I thought I thought it looked. I thought the ships looked great. I thought the makeup and prosthetics looked great. Um, I thought uh, like the beginning, the you know when they're when she's walking on uh, what I'm guessing. I thought is, the makeup and prosthetics looked great too. Yeah. I thought the costume design looked great. Yeah, yeah, Frank. Let's find out what Frank thought about it. Uh, well. As far as, like, the trailer goes, I'm going to taste it. Uh, The CG did look really good and really high quality for what you would expect to be on, like, a CBS app. Yeah. The the thing that was kind of hard for me to swallow was, like, 
the themes of the stuff that they were previewing. Like, they're going over a lot of conflict shit. And there is a lot of that in Star Trek, but I want more of the exploratory stuff, not, oh, well, now we got to fight the Klingons again. I think yeah, that's what I think. I think they're. Good. I think we're going to get to that. I think this is this is just like basically first episode shit that they're that are showing us. I feel like they trapped themselves in a in a like behind a wall though by putting themselves up against the TOS like right there in the intro. Like I mean, it says it in the text in the commercial. Like I just ah, it, it kind of puts it in the same realm that Rebels has to deal with. Yeah, exactly. There's only so much story you get to tell, and even then. You got to be careful with major events because it could fuck up what they already did. Well, let me let, let's uh, before we break. I want to I want to break down this trailer and like like some of the things that kind of got me really excited about it and what I really enjoyed about it. So we we started we start off the trailer. We've got uh, Sonequa Martin Green's character of uh, Michael Burnham. Her name's Michael. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, mm. she's on. Uh, it, it looks like she's on Vulcan. She's on the planet Vulcan, like uh, the desert that we see at the beginning. She's on planet Vulcan. And so we get Michael uh, Michelle Yeoh's character. She plays uh, Captain Philippa Georgiou, and she's the captain of the Shenzhou. And her character knows Burnham and says it's time for her to take command. So I'm guessing that later on she's going to take over Jason Isaac's command of the Discovery. So uh, we're – Yeah, it seemed that way. Then – this is the biggest reveal to me. This this makes me – and, Jake, you might hate it for the same reasons that I'm intrigued. I'm not saying that it's going to play well, but it, it intrigues me, and it, it gets me excited to, like, to know more about how they're going to be able to fit this in. But we get Spock's father in the trailer. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that at all. <laughs> well, the thing is, what I think is so cool about this is uh, – Basically, we find out that Sonequa Martin Green's character, it almost, I think she was, she might have been raised by Spock's father because we see him talking to her and saying, you will never learn Vulcan, your tongue is too human. And so I just, I don't know. I mean, would she have grown up with Spock? I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out here. It's an interesting question. And like I said, I'm willing to be wrong. Like, uh, I tossed this trailer, but I hope that this is great Star Trek and that after two, three episodes, I fall in love with these characters and I don't care that it's a prequel. But as of now, like all the Spock father stuff like that, I'm just, that's like the stuff that does make me cringe. Yeah. I, I mean, like it's kind of using it as a crutch. Yeah. Well, we, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's going to work. I'm just saying, like, I'm intrigued. Yeah, you're 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 intrigued. You're more open to it. Yeah, I'm very I'm very much open to it. I, a human living amongst the Vulcans. I I think it's 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 kind of a flip on Spock, you know, being a being a crew member of the Enterprise and interacting with uh, with his human side. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. I, I see that. I like that. That's nice. And so. Uh, we then in this trailer, the Shenzhou, the Shenzhou, the ship picks up an unknown object. Uh, we get Klingons doing some weird shit, possibly like this Klingon ceremony. And I, I don't know if they have the object that they're looking for, or they're also looking for it. And then we get humans and Klingons battling. I've actually heard that the series goes, 
as the series goes on that the Klingons and the humans kind of work together, maybe to get the object. I don't know what it is, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually intrigued. I, I do think that it will be a series about exploration. I just think it's going to, I don't know. I, I, I want to, I'm happy that we are getting Klingons. Um, you know, the movies kind of teased it. We barely got them and that what we did get, they sucked. So yeah, we're getting the weird, pre or the weird pre TOS Klingons though. Yeah, that's true. Like that was weird well, in the trailer. The only thing they ever mentioned about it was and I can't remember what episode it was in, but somebody at one point asked Worf what happened with their ridges because yeah, they, they make weren't it. the same. Yeah, and he's like, We don't talk about it. Hmm. So I mean I guess we could find out. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I don't know. Yeah that's I, I thought I, I just I, I thought I was actually I was actually blown away by the trailer, the production. I was blown away by some of the questions that it raises, and maybe the like like Jake. Maybe these aren't the questions that you care about, but I, I think that uh, as far as just like looking at the characters themselves and getting me excited about it, I'm very excited just to see like a character living amongst the Vulcans, and then you know a human that's lived amongst the Vulcans, and then like. Her character and how she's going. That's what I care about I, I, at this point. And, you know, Jason Isaacs, I hope he's really good in the series. I, I don't think he's going to be a regular, though. Yeah. I, dude, I, I love your optimism yeah, about it. It's yeah. just that, like, from where I'm sitting, we just, like, the last series was a prequel series. Like, I want to know what the Vulcans and the Klingons and the Borg are up to now. I want to know what the Federation is up to now. Like, ah, not not a prequel again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just think like I'm sorry. I, I hate to be that way, but it just like no, no. I feel like it's a sham to even call it discovery. Like we're gonna discover the <laughs> same stuff again. We're gonna rename just, it rehash. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna discover our way right up to episode one of TOS. Yeah, I, I mean, when we first talked about this series, I was in 100% complete agreement with you. But after seeing the trailer, I am more excited for the series, and I do want to see these characters i thought the i think i i'm intrigued by these alien characters that we saw in it i want to know more about them and i i yeah. do think i mean when you're dealing with a show that does exploration i think that it can take us to different places that we have not seen so and i, I agree it can be good 45 minutes is going to do a lot more for these characters than this two and a half minute spot did because nothing in this two and a half minute spot like made me really get excited about any of these characters if it is a fa if it is basically a story about the humans and the klingons having to work together i do think that fits in with gene roddenberry's original vision they've already done basically like you know with star trek they've had diversity it was one of the most groundbreaking shows as far as diversity and i think this is basically gene roddenberry's vision again and it's the humans and the klingons having to work together now are they going to go that way I, you know I don't know. I don't know. I've heard that mm -hmm. rumor, though. And I think that this kind of works along those lines. I It'll really come down to execution. Um, if there's good stories to tell and they have good character development to go along with it, it could definitely be watchable. I just worry that it's going to be more a flash-in-the-pan kind of thing because they're wanting to sell people on that app. Yeah. I find the way they're releasing it a little bit questionable, too. Um, I think it's smart to try to, like get people on cbs all access mm -hmm. and it's a great move like it's a great show to get people to subscribe to that but i think i'm a little bit 
thinking the timing is kind of bad. Like, why release it in the... Are you doing dishes back there? What's going on? No, I took a drink. I put it down. Must have picked up the uh, ice rolling around in it. <laughs> God damn it. I, I lost my track of thought there. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, shit. I heard all that stuff jingling in my head, and I didn't know what was going on. What was I just saying? I, all I can think about is you trying to figure out if Frank was doing the dishes or not. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? It was oh, crazy. I totally. Yeah, I, you were I to- questioning the timing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, why are they putting it out in the fall when all the other new fall shows are coming out? When it's available on a streaming service and they can like wait a second or bef- do it before, like you know what I'm saying? Like bring that more is attention. A great point. Bring more attention to it by bringing it out at a time when it's the only thing you'll be paying attention to instead of these dozen other new shows starting in those same two week period. Yeah. Yeah. That seems, that seems like a bad move. I wonder if, and I know these two things aren't anywhere near direct competition, but I wonder if game of Thrones schedule is throwing that off a little bit because they're having to air that in the summer this year because they had to film it in the winter and really, that's going to eat up a lot of time and space right up to the the fall premiere shows. So it would be another paid-for app, kind of like they have HBO Now. I still think it would be a bills. better. I think I still think it would be a better summer release, even with Game of Thrones out there. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones is only going to be like six, seven episodes this season. So that's it's, true. And this is quite episodes. I think I think starting this thing in freaking June, July is a way smarter idea than starting it in October. Or at least waiting until January, February, or something. Well, shit, I mean, you've, like I, I, you're, you're going up against Stranger Things season two in October as well. I know that you can just binge watch it, but still, it's just another thing that's going to get people's attention away from this yeah. from this show. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. I, whether it's oh, good I, or bad, I, I'm not. I think there, I, I've n- I have never said anything against like the timing where it's coming out. I'm just strictly talking oh, about yeah, yeah. my excitement level for the show now that I've seen the trailer. I'm. I'm really excited, at, you know. And and before, if you would have asked me, I, I was in 100 percent agreement with you. And I still think that we need to get a TV series that goes, you know, post everything we've seen. I, I want to know what's going on in the future. But I, regardless, I hope, I hope I, you're I, right. I, I really do. I want it to be good. I miss Star Trek Weekly on TV. No, I'm just saying, as a teaser for me, I thought it was good. Like, is the show going to be great? No fucking clue. But it did, it did make me interested in a girl raised by Vulcans and to see, to see that story. I, I want to see that story. And I think it goes along, that goes along with Gene Roddenberry's vision. And I also think, you know, humans, if they do work with the Klingons, kind of goes along with Gene Roddenberry's vision. I think it's way more true than the J.J. Abrams Star Trek show that, the movies that we've been getting lately. So I think it's, it's a return to form as far as that's concerned. Now, of course, they need to explore, and that, I mean that's that's I don't I, I don't think that it's just going to be humans fighting Vulcan, uh, Klingons every week. I don't. I really yeah, don't. Yeah. I really don't. I think that that's going to be part of the conflict when the series first starts. Let's take a break. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I know what that one was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back. Yeah, this episode. Yeah. This episode sucks. It's been okay, if, but no, okay. Yeah, might as well just be the fucking uh, dark tower at that point. Oh, you oh. don't think that looks good? <laughs> <laughs> looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I hope Matthew McConaughey is is a good bad guy and not stupid because he can be both. Yeah, I think I think he's going to give his uh, best performance since that Jones movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I agree. He'll definitely give his best performance since Free State of Jones. Free I State hope of so. Jones. Yeah, and then it better be above that. Yeah. So. All right, we're gonna be uh yeah, I don't know. This episode sucks. We got Frank fucking recording from live live from a silo drinking a big gulp. <laughs> you know like on SNO when they got like Al Franken like on out in the field with like the helmet on with the fucking video recorder and shit. Yeah. Sounded like garbage. That's like what Frank's like on fucking scout for us right now god this is this is why we need to record in person because frank sounds like shit i know if you're gonna sound like shit frank you should at least be like sneaking on to like where they're filming like a star wars movie or something (laughs) at least like they got no such excuse yeah it'd be okay you sound like shit but you're telling us what scene they're filming right now so (laughs) we, we we forgive you but now you got you sound like shit, and we get nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. A, I'm, I'm gonna give it a taste. It. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Brian and Jake have very extreme feelings, but I will. Ta- I will taste it. Right. <laughs> All right. I'll be Switzerland here. Yeah. The ambivalence is what strikes me most yeah. about that whole thing. Ambivalence. Yeah, I see plenty more taste it ratings coming up in our future. We should have. We should have let oh, Frank fuck go. Oh No way. We should have let Frank go first on that one. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we fucked up there. No. 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 We, we got extreme, and then Frank judge. was Frank was already tasting it. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, quick news. I just want to go over some quick stuff here, real quick. Uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop, uh, Jim Henson Productions, is teaming up with Netflix to bring us a prequel series based on the 1982 film The Dark Crystal, called The yeah. Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. Yeah, the trailer for this was really neat. It was cool to see that they were going to do so much practical stuff and how they had so much, like, story already written, like, that a lot of it was stuff Henson had already come up with that so, they just had never had time to, yeah. you know, re- realize. So are you excited for this? Yeah, I am. You just got done bitching off air about prequel shit, and now here you are fucking loving this. I, yeah, but the prequel shit has happened. It's, like, more than once. It's, like, a gluttony of prequels. Like, just like we said with the Star Wars, they did one prequel thing and then they moved on. It's like, with the Star Trek thing, I've had three prequel movies, an entire prequel series already, and now I'm getting ready to have a second prequel series. Yeah, listen to this guy, all right. Yeah, you got, you got an answer for everything, don't you, you fucking asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you're allowed one prequel. Yeah. I give you the one prequel pass, and then after, <laughs> after that, it's like, all right, all right. All right. Here we go to that well again. All right. Okay. All right. So Jake's excited. I, yeah. Uh, you know, I, Dark Crystal. You're not excited? No, it's Dark Crystal. It's Jim Henson Creature Shop. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what they can do with this. I'm not the one pissing and moaning about prequels, but not all prequels, just when they prequel too much things. <laughs> but, uh. Oh, and this is all, this is, all, and another difference here is this is a franchise that hasn't really been tarnished yet. I mean, all we've really gotten is the original movie, which is yeah. fantastic. I, we're all in that camp, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, yeah. So, I mean, unlike Star Trek, there's no bad Dark Crystal thing we can cite yet. Like, so it's it's a lot easier to be optimistic, you know? Yeah, I'm not arguing. And it's Netflix doing it. So, I mean, I got a lot of trust in Netflix. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Uh, it comes out, uh, is it 2019 is when it's coming out? And boo, I tossed that. Yeah, 2019 is what it looks like. That's what, uh, when I went to the old Netflix app and pulled it up there, it said 2019, so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the price you pay for them making the real puppets and not doing it CG. Yeah, yeah, you gotta wait. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, X-Files is coming back, uh, to Fox. Ten more episodes. Last time it was six, so ten more episodes for, uh, X-Files coming back. I think that'll yeah, I'm be. I'm excited about that. That'll be next year. Uh, Roseanne is coming back to ABC, and, uh, I don't yeah, know. They're already doing That's television nuts. spots for that. Like, on ABC, they're already doing commercials for that. They need it. Yeah. They better be. And the premise is like, what, the whole thing with Dan killing himself, that year never happened? Yeah, or? well, yeah, they're, they're, They uh, haven't explained that. They're going to address that, but we don't know what the story is yet. No, okay. TV, TV line actually came out and said that he's, quote, very much alive and the plan is to, quote, pretend like it never even happened. Oh, well, they're going to pretend like it never happened. All yeah. right. That's oh, good wow. stuff. Yeah. This is like that one Superman movie we had back in 2006. W- which Becky, Brian? Oh, they're gonna go with the original. I mean, they they brought her back after OG OG Beck. Yeah, they're, they they <laughs> they brought her back after they kicked off the other one. So, uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot they brought OG Beck back. Yeah, she came back. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Online hackers have reportedly gotten a hold of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Five, and they're threatening to release it early unless Disney pays a ransom. Uh, I think the That's real awesome. I can't think of a more ironic movie to do that with. I think <laughs> I think the real threat is just releasing the movie in general. <laughs> so Arr, we, de- we demand a pirate ransom. <laughs> well, the thing is, like they're they're asking for Bitcoin. Really? Oh, they want Bitcoin. That's smart. They, they said basically that uh, they would release five minute. Five minutes of the film at first, and then in twenty-minute chunks until all of their financial demands are met. <laughs> I, I love this story. These guys are hilarious. It's just, so I wonder if they're going to. You think they're going to get away with it? I don't know. I, they um, what did they release recently? They released something else. What was it? Um, Orange is the New Black. Hackers released... Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they released uh, 10 episodes of season three uh, six weeks before the series launch. That's wild. That's that wild. Jeez. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Are you even going to go see this movie? In the theater? Probably not. I don't really care yeah, me, to. Me too. I boycotted the whole thing after the second one. I haven't seen one since. Yeah, I mean... Um, I don't know. Three was awful. It was, there was just too much in three. And then four was like, people will try to tell you, yeah, it got better. But those are the same people that tell you that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got better too. So, Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because I, I really did think the first one really was lightning in a bottle. And they really had something. Mm-hmm. I, I really did think the first one was a very, very good movie. And then the second one was just such a fucking insult to me that I was just, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I didn't mind the second one as much as uh, as you, but uh, I thought the third one was just garbage. By the third one. So it was probably a good thing that I was out. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Paul McCartney has a role in Pirates 5. Just so oh, you know. yeah, I saw his, uh, I saw they released an official, like, press photo of what yeah. it looked like. I thought that was really cool, actually. Yeah. For a movie yeah. that I give two shits about, that was an actually interesting story about it. It's not a good sign when this movie was supposed to come out two years ago. Just throwing that out there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. been dragging this one along forever. That's true. Uh, could, I, a lot of that had to do with a lot of the bad press that uh, Johnny Depp was getting at the time. Oh, yeah. With the, with the stuff going on, they couldn't release a big-budget Disney Johnny Depp Tim Holt movie when he was, you know, mm-hmm. suspected of doing what yeah. all that stuff in the media was yeah. saying. So The trailers are touting this as the final film, so thank goodness for that. I cheered at that part too. Yeah. In, the, in, in the newest trailer, they they tout that. You're right, and I, I was all right. Uh, I think it's funny that you know what I thought they were amb- like, okay. Yeah, I let's... thought the trailer was ambiguous about it though. I thought they kind of insinuated that it was the beginning of the final story, and that there could still be more films. But this was like this was the official wind down. I thought the trailer almost like subtly said that. Hmm. I didn't get that. I just thought they were talking about this is it. Get <laughs> this is the final pirates experience you're gonna have in theaters. Yeah, it'll make eight hundred mil, and they'll be like, "It's the final trilogy experience you're gonna have in theaters." Oh, can we agree? It's gonna make a shit ton of money. <laughs> it's gonna make a lot of money. Oh yeah, oh, it's gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. What's gonna make more money? Transformers Five or? Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Transformers 5. But Transformers. Yeah, but, I'm in the Transformers camp, too. But I'm in the as much as I don't want to say too. that, the fucking explosions and shit will sell tickets. No, I mean, they're, they're going to make a ton of money on this Pirates movie, too. And and, and people might yeah. think we're crazy. Oh, I, do, I don't like them, but they make a lot of fucking money. Look it up. Look up, Go to boxoffice.com, people. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. They uh, still hold a bunch of records. You're right. Yeah. Uh, comedian Get Out director Jordan Peele has passed on directing Akira. And uh, in an interview with uh, Bloomhouse, he revealed uh, why. He says, I think I could do it if the story justifies it. Akira is one of my favorite movies, and I think obviously the story justifies as big a budget as you can possibly dream of. But the real question for me is, do I want to do pre-existing material or do I want to do original content? And at the end of the day, I want to do original stuff. So my hat's off to him. I'm glad that he turned it down. Yeah, good for him. I mean, gosh, you don't want that getting yelled at about by everyone about what you do or don't do adapting something that people like hold so near and dear. Well, yeah, I think he waited too to see how uh, Ghost in the Shell did, and it, you know. Oh yeah. So, and yeah, you know, I think that he will do a bunch of original content at first, and then I think he will kind of get like an itch and need to scratch it, and he'll want to do a property if, if the right property comes along. Um, I think he would do it. I just don't think Akira is that property that he wants to take on right now. I mean, I agree. I mean, just, you know, you did such a great job with Get Out. Give us more original content from you. Put your voice into it. And, and then, and then when the right thing comes out that you can kind of like, atta- that you can attach yourself to, but still put like a little bit of your own Jordan Peele spin on it, then do it. But right now, I don't see him doing Akira the way he would want to do it and the way that would make fans happy. It just doesn't seem like it's a good match. I agree. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be his movie. And so, yeah, now it's not the time for that. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has given us season five of Arrested Development. Oh yeah. I saw that. That's cool. This week. Whole cast too. Whole cast. Yeah. Jason Bateman finally signed on. So we're good to go. 
Nice. We talked about this one before. Snowpiercer TV show that's coming to TNT. Yeah, is that a go? No go. Uh, it's a go. Uh, I don't know if like a full season's been ordered, but we found out that they landed Scott Derrickson, the Doctor Strange director, to direct the pilot episode. And then oh. uh, if it does get picked up, which I think it will, uh, he'll stay on as executive producer. And it's going to premiere sometime in 2018. There's no set date. But, yeah, this is happening. Snowpiercer TV show. Huh, that's a good get, man. They'll be able to pump that in all the commercials and everything. Yeah, they're doing the whole, like, Brian Singer thing with the gifted show. He's going to direct the first episode, stay on as an executive producer. So, yeah, it always helps to have that name to kind of get people's attention. You know, Scott Derrickson made a name for himself in horror, and he's also made a name for himself with Doctor Strange. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Help uh, me out, Brian. What yeah. network is this uh, this coming out on? TNT. TNT. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I guess they've done some good stuff. Yeah, they did. They did two good seasons of Falling Skies. The rest of it fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else they've really done. Maybe uh, what's it? Uh, uh, Bash and what that fuck? What's that fucking uh, Franklin and oh, Bash? Oh, Franklin and Bash. Is yeah. that a USA show? I, I thought that was that. USA. I don't know. I have, I, who gives it? Same fucking thing. I don't know. Right, who keeps up? Yeah. yeah, same fucking thing. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Some, I know. Some lame-o Snowpiercer TNT show. Yeah. That does sound like the most high-profile thing TNT's tried to do in a long time, though. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know people that Mr. Robot was on USA. Get off my dick. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, let's move on into yeah, news. Blaze through it. Let's move on into Marvel news. Marvel news. All right. Today, uh, yeah, today, a picture of Tom Hardy wearing a Venom t-shirt was tweeted by Sony Pictures with this. Tom Hardy is Eddie Brock in Venom, the upcoming film from Sony's Marvel Universe releasing October 5th, 2018. Production starts this fall. So the film will be directed by Zombieland director Ruben Fleischer. And um, the October release... You can argue with me, but I think the October release might be an indication that it's going to be rated R. Yeah, I think it will be rated R. I think that's the only thing this movie can do. Like, it's the only choice it has, right? I mean, if they're not going to set it in the Spider-Man universe and they're not going to have that thing going for it, I think gratuitous violence is the only way to go at this point. Yeah, and you know, yeah. talking about Tom Hardy, when you t- you know, I know he he was in Bane. He's uh, in the PG thirteen Nolan movie with Dunkirk, and then he was Bane in the PG thirteen you know Dark Knight Rises. But like you know, I mean, he also did Taboo on FX, which in my opinion was very much rated R. And uh, Mad Max, Mad Max was R, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was rated R. So I mean, yeah, I uh, I, I fully expect this to be kind of like rated R and kind of a, a horror type film. Yeah. I'm worried about this. I'm worried that this is going to be a real giant stinker. Uh, you know? I could see that. I, I'm, ex- I'm excited with the casting of Tom Hardy. This, like, this, like, this, I think it, I, I'm really excited by this now. Just, I love Tom Hardy, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I don't know. The, the whole, the whole thing is just pretty, pretty crazy to me. 
So it just sounds like a big money grab off the Venom franchise, and I'm worried that it's not going to be that great. And just I, a big, gratuitous, violent yeah, Venom fest. I suppose. I mean, I just don't think that you get a guy like Tom Hardy anymore because he's been taking himself as an actor a little bit more seriously as of late. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think that you get him unless you're doing something special here. So um, I don't think that he just signs on for anything now. I mean, I know he did that fucking Chris Pine, uh, Reese Witherspoon movie, that fucking goofy shit. But, I mean, lately it seems like he's been making some, some of the right acting choices. I thought, you know, he got to really stretch his legs creatively on Taboo and, like, you know, he's, he's reteaming. You know, Mad Max, as much as I didn't like the film, a lot of people did and a lot of people loved it. And then, if, yeah, he was the Revenant was a smart choice for him. Yeah, he's really good in that. And then you know Dunkirk, he's reteaming with Nolan, you know. And I mean, I, I think that movie's going to do quite well in the theaters, hopefully. So um, yeah, man, I, I I'm I'm kind of like just with his casting, I'm I'm really super excited to see a trailer uh, and some set photos come out for this man. I don't know, that's just me. Yeah, I'm curious for the tone that it's going to take because Ruben Fleischer. Uh, he's done a lot of things like Zombieland. He also did a episode or two of Santa Clarita Diet. I wonder if they're going to try and to tap into like gory humor at all. Huh, that'll be interesting. Uh, you got to do something, I guess. Uh, you got to do something to offset the fact that you don't set this in the Spider-Man universe. Like you have to have some special thing going for it. I think yeah. so. It'll be interesting to see what they whip up. I mean, I'm with you, Brian. I'm excited. Venom, I, I love the Venom character. McFarlane's one of my favorite guys. And, like, that era of Spider-Man comics is some of my favorite shit of all time. But, yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm just worried about what this is going to end up being. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I'm just excited about the casting of Tom Hardy is what I'm saying. Like, I have no idea, like, we're gonna, where they're going to take the story without Spider-Man. I mean, that sounds insane to me. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, I'm not as big on Tom Hardy as you, but I, I do recognize that you don't cast Tom Hardy to make some straight-to-video garbage. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean... You I, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like Tom Hardy's a creator himself, and I feel like he's not going to just sign on to anything. And yeah, he's not... got to be... And, and we've learned before, if if Tom Hardy thinks that this is some kind of piece of garbage like um suicide squad yeah then he'll fu- then he'll fucking get up and go oh yeah absolutely right. he, he was gonna do suicide squad and then they let uh what's that guy the guy who played robocop joel whatever the fuck his name is he took over oh, yeah, the role. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and that's because tom hardy left and that's because tom hardy wasn't happy with mm-hmm. what, what was going on there anymore so yeah I mean that that says a lot to me too. I guess. Yeah, I don't, he likes exploring his boundaries as an actor too, so yeah. that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, I just think that Tom Hardy, that, that Tom Hardy doesn't need this movie. They need Tom Hardy, and I feel like in order to get him, demands were met. You know, like yeah. So yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah, but. Sony is Sony in the Spider-Man franchise though is got to be one of the weirdest comic book movie like franchise news stories of the next like coming years yeah it is really weird that that that, that in no way are we going to get announcements of uh black cat next coming up i mean is that going to happen now you know silver sable black cat are we going to start getting casting announcements for that soon yeah probably or maybe they'll wait a little bit and like tease that as the uh, post-credit sequence for the venom movie (laughs) i don't like that (laughs) uh let's see here no go ahead Oh, I, I, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, Josh Horowitz from MTV. He talked with Michael Fassbender and got an idea of what his future plans are with the X Men. 
Uh, Josh Horowitz tweeted, want to know Fastbender's X-Men future? Bet big on him appearing in Dark Phoenix, but not New Mutants. Oh, I just saw Michael Fassbender, by the way. So he talked to Michael Fassbender, and it sounds like Michael Fassbender's letting him know that uh, he's definitely interested, and they're definitely interested in having him come back as uh, Magneto in Dark Phoenix, but not New Mutants, which leads me to believe that New Mutants might not be attached to the Singerverse. Yeah, I would gather that same information. And I think a slowly moving into a new universe isn't the worst idea. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like with New Mutants coming out, Magic is going to be in the film. We found that out. I mean, and, you know, we talked about it last week. You know, she's a sister of Colossus. Like, we've seen Colossus and Deadpool. I don't know. They, they, I think that what they're trying to do is crazy. Like, they're just, we've got three different types of movies coming out, and I think they're just trying to figure out which ones are going to work with which. Cause, like, I still don't think that they've put to bed this expanded universe, um, this, uh, and trying to meld these movies together. I think that that's still in the big picture. No, I completely agree. And I think something we're going to talk about in a little bit is, is complete proof of that. Ooh. With the uh, the new singer-directed pilot, Gifted Show. Oh, let's just talk about that now. What did you think? I thought it looked okay. It looked better than I thought it was going to look. Yeah. Like, it, it looked better on paper. I'll give it a taste it. Yeah, it's a taste it for me, too. It looked like... It looked like Carrie meets mutants, in my opinion. Yeah, it was hard to tell in you know in two and a half minutes, but I thought it could be fun. Like if if the characters are done right, I could enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. Frank, I missed we'll that. I didn't see the ah, big, preview for big it. Shocker there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, gifted. Yeah, it looks. T- it, taste it. I'll taste it. Yeah, I'll taste it. When's that come out this fall? I think so. I don't know. Well, that's Frank. Fox. Frank seems to be the expert on it. Uh, Dude, Frank, <laughs> last, last time I saw him, he had a fucking gifted baseball hat. <laughs> I was like, geez, Frank, where'd you get that already? Uh, let's see here. We learned from... Uh, bah, bah, bah. I don't even... No, I'm not even going to talk about that. Fuck that shit. Oh, do it. I, I was... You can't ever say that. You gotta... You gotta just skip it. <laughs> oh, come on. That. No, I don't even want to tie... Inhumans is going to air Fridays. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, season 5 is going to air. Uh, oh, that's... That's a hot button topic. Yeah, that... Uh, let's talk about the uh, coveted Friday night time slot. <laughs> <laughs> they're all... They're all fighting for it. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That's that's sad. I would I was I thought with the IMAX released pilot that they would have given Inhumans a more high profile uh, spot than the uh, Friday deathbed of television. So yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm not. I'm probably not going to be watching it anyway. So who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> wow, you're not, you're not even going to go to the IMAX. Dude, pilot? I don't really want to, Jake. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I, the nearest IMAX is forty five minutes away. Like I want to get in my fucking car and drive forty five minutes to go see Inhumans. Yeah, you should come here and see it. Drive forty five minutes and come here to see it. It's an hour and a half to drive there to see it. Oh, uh, that's true. That's <laughs> true. At least we could laugh about it together. <laughs> we'll get Frank to go too. We could abuse Frank if it's if to make us feel better. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's kind of it's just crazy though that like Gotham is moving from Monday night to Thursday night. It's like yeah. Fox has a better Fox, you know, Fox has more 
trust in like Gotham to you know Thursday night Monday night and Thursday night are great nights for TV and I mean Thursday yeah. Thursday night's a fantastic even, night even Tuesdays and Wednesdays are freaking better than Friday yeah Friday's garbage yeah Friday is garbage yeah Friday's garbage day <laughs> garbage day put all the garbage on Friday uh, let's see here I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say like I don't want to talk about this next story anymore because then you're gonna make me read it. So. Yeah, that's what I was trying to that's that's what I was trying to learn. Yeah, what's this uh, What's this thing? Everybody's getting excited about Kevin Feige. He talked with Screen Rant, and he's uh, and it looks like he's entertaining a future with Fox and those characters. Yeah, that, that's wild. I mean, that's a hard thing to talk about, right? I think I don't know. I think you just say shit like that so everyone will fucking still have fucking giant boners yeah. for all the comic book well, movies. Let, let me, okay, let me read, let me read his quotes. Uh, they, they, they basically were asking him, you know, about, you know, X-Men and all this stuff. And he says, uh, and you know, Fantastic Four, he says, uh, yes, of course, my goal is to replicate the experience that comic book fans have reading the books up on the screen. And we've been able to accomplish that beyond my wildest dreams over the last 10 years. And certainly, including Spidey and Civil War in upcoming Infinity War is yet another dream that I didn't even dare to talk about publicly because I thought the odds of it were very slim. So, no plans beyond that for the few remaining characters that aren't already in the MCU, but never say never. Who knows what can happen in the future? Now, these are way different statements than the ones he made only a few months ago back in November 2016. He said... It's an impossibility at this juncture. We certainly have enough films to keep us busy for a number of lifetimes. He's like a fucking politician, basically, where he said one thing two months ago and now is saying the exact opposite. Yeah. yeah I don't, so I don't, I don't not get it. Surprising. I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes me like, you know, like you take those statements as his statements about, yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. That's what we want. Blah, blah, blah. And like. People are reading into it like, you know, like Marvel's going to try to buy those characters back. Yeah, and why wouldn't they when he says that? I don't blame right. people. I think he's, he's kind of leading them on and most likely false leading them on. All right. Is there a for sale sign on the Fantastic Four? Uh, if there's anything that's got a for sale sign in its yard, it's the fucking Baxter building. So, <laughs> yeah, I yes. mean... And we've recently heard that James Gunn wants to use some Fantastic Four, not not the main core characters, but he wants to use a Fantastic Four villain for an upcoming Guardians film. Oh, wow, that's interesting. That's what I that's what I read. So I don't hmm. know. It, I yeah, I, I have no clue. I mean, we've seen more of a relationship between Marvel and uh, Fox Studios as of late with the TV shit and the swapping of characters and stuff. So. Who knows? I mean, That's I just true. I, I can't see them wanting to work again with the Fantastic Four unless they are trying to just like cross them over into the X Men. But that's just such a bizarre crossover. Yeah, I'd rather have the Fantastic Four crossing over with the Marvel Universe than the uh, X Men. That's for sure. Well, it yeah. makes a lot more sense. Everybody does. I mean, yeah. If you're going to do it, you know, and just do it, do another, uh, what the fuck is that noise? It's driving me nuts. I don't know. There's like this, no, uh, it's, it's awful. I'm still, I'm completely motionless. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, um, let's see here. I could, uh, why don't they just do kind of like a Sony deal, you know? Like, keep the rights to the characters, but just like let 
let Kevin Feige and Marvel do their thing. That would be in their yeah. best interest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I guess they just have too much going on in the X-Men well. For yeah. They don't want to do that. But they got to do something with Fantastic Four. Otherwise, otherwise the la- the rights lapse. Mm-hmm. And to How make many another. Years is that? It go- it's shorter every time. Oh, wow. It's like shorter <sighs> almost every time. They have to. I think it's. Is it four to five years now or something like that? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I, they'd be smart to let. To do something with Marvel. They'd be dumb to try one more time to do it again at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The new synopsis for Black Panther was released. Um, a couple interesting things. After the events of Marvel's Captain America Civil War, King T'Challa uh, returns home to the reclusive techno- technologically advanced African nation of Wakanda to serve as his country's new leader. However, T'Challa soon finds out that he is challenged for the throne from factions within his own country. When two foes conspire to destroy Wakanda, the hero known as Black Panther, pa- Black Panther must team up with CIA agent Everett K. Ross and members of the Dora Milaje. Is that is that going to be uh, Martin Freeberg, that CIA agent? No, it's Martin Freeman. Uh, Martin Freeman. Free- Martin Freeberg uh, left the uh, left the franchise. Oh. <laughs> Gotcha. But Freeman's back. Freeman's in there. <laughs> is that who that is? Yeah, Martin Freeman is Everett K. Ross. Okay. Yeah. Um, Wakanda... My apologies. No, apologize to Martin Freeman. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Freeberg. <laughs> Free as a berg. Um, let's see here. Close enough. You knew who I was talking about. Yeah, it did. The, it did the job. <laughs> it did the job. Uh, anyway, yeah, cool, S- cool synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's neat that we're going to see so much Wakanda. Yeah, I would hope so in Black Panther. Oh yeah, you would hope that eighty percent or more of the movie would take place there. Yeah, it's. I hope they make it look cool. You know. I hope they uh I hope they make it look really cool cuz uh Wakanda could look amazing. I want it to, you know, of course I want it to be, if it's like in the jungle, but I want it to be like technologically advanced so much so that like if Tony Stark saw it, he'd be like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Exactly. I want it to feel like as much part of the Black Panther mythology as like Gotham is to Batman, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. It re- it really needs to feel like a, a thing. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they nail that. Yeah, I this I fucking hate this episode. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> this episode sucks. Fuck. Aww, what's so What's so bad about it? I don't, we're gonna get a one star rating from Martin Freeberg. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Fuck Martin Freeberg. Fuck both of them. Freeberg, Freeman, the both of them. Them and all of their relatives can go fucking circle jerk. Oh, every man. Martin on the planet can go. Every fuck every off. Martin, every Freeberg, and every Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> can, can all go fucking circle jerk and suck each other off for all I care. Wow. Okay. All right. Pretty this, big uh, list. This uh, this <laughs> took this took a weird turn. Uh, <laughs> I, I like it though. It got better. I think. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. It went to it went to fuck Freeberg, the free fuck Freeman, the to all Martins as well. Every Martin, every last. <laughs> I don't, really, I don't want to leave anyone out. I hate when people <laughs> complain about being left out. Oh, Frank's the biggest left out. 
Oh, oh God, God, we're on this again. Frank can join too. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's uh, let's move on into uh, some DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina, and now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news, you fucking pieces of shit. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Stephen Amell, he's going to be on American Ninja Warrior. You'll be able to see that soon. Uh, the celebrity edition of American Ninja Warrior will air on Thursday, May 25th at 8 p.m. on NBC. I would die laughing if uh, Stephen Amell <laughs> went out on the uh, salmon ladder. Yeah, you think he's going to be good? What do you think? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, the salmon ladder is like he's always doing that shit on the show, right? On air. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If he went, ridiculous. Yeah, if he goes out on that fucking challenge, I'm going to die laughing. But um, I, I think... They showed a little preview of it. Yeah, I don't like think... getting through the first three obstacles. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, he'll probably bow out on the fourth, but we'll see. I mean, I mean, we'll see how he, how he does. I, I mean, if they're just doing it for, like, one episode... Um, just to see how they go through like the course. I don't know. I, that's okay. I, it'd be kind of neat if they did it, if they just had celebrities mixed in with the other people and we could see them kind of go throughout the whole season. But you know, yeah, of course, Brian, do you know what other celebrities are on there besides Stephen Amell? No fucking clue. Huh, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin Diamond out there stabbing people. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Here we go. Splash. <laughs> Martin Freeberg. <laughs> Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> I love how Jake, Jake, I love how you asked that. Is that, is that, Martin, that, that, that Martin Freeberg? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I forgot the guy's name right off bat, and I just wondered if that was the same character it, it, that we've seen yeah, already. Yeah, it wasn't, and like you, you kind of threw it out there like you weren't confident about yourself, you know? You kind of yeah, th- sure, I surely wasn't. You were like that kid who raised his arm in class to answer the question and realized you didn't put deodorant on that morning. You're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, but if- I've, been, I've been that kid. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with my arms down and shit all fucking day. I was the idiot kid that would hold his hand up and be like, ooh, ooh, pick me, ooh. And then when he'd call on him, I'd give the wrong answer. Yeah. What? Frank raises his hand and says, Martin Freeberg? <laughs> I don't know why that's getting me so much. <laughs> I don't know. What other celebrities are they going to put on there? I think it'd be cool to see, like, the American Ninja host do it, both of those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy's coming to uh, yeah, Peoria he's coming I think, to the, next month. Yeah, he's coming to the jukebox. Yeah, I was thinking oh, about going to that right. show. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he was the winner of the uh, last uh, Celebrity Apprentice with Arnold Schwarzenegger. The only episode uh, I didn't watch was the finale. I just didn't give a shit, man. Oh, yeah, he won. Yeah. He had to go up against <laughs> Martin Freeberg, right? <laughs> uh, no. Martin Freeberg was out like second. <laughs> oh, uh, we're going to get one star reviews for re- com- <laughs> continuing to say the name Martin Freeberg. <laughs> yeah, they kept somebody saying. out there flipping their shit. Like, yeah. no, no, I it's, can't it's wait. It's like they got email. Freeberg Tourette's. They wouldn't, they wouldn't stop. They saying. just wouldn't quit. One star. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Freeberg, Freeberg, Freeberg. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last week we talked about tweets from critics about Wonder Woman, how they were positive. Uh, the embargo's been lifted, and uh, the critics have released their thoughts on uh, on Wonder Woman. I'm going to read a few of these. Oh shit! It's gonna start fucking playing this. God Where'd you it. go? I'm here. Oh, 
No, I I pulled up the article and then this video started playing, so I had to. This uh, fuck this episode, <laughs> Jesus Christ, fuck this! I got fucking Mar- Martin Freeberg <laughs> fucking dipping in every fucing five seconds. And Me doing dishes. Frank over there in his fucking silo drinking his fucking <laughs> polar pop full of ice. Fucking, oh, it's Jameson got, got a fucking ice maker there. Jesus. <laughs> We need, I think you need a smoke. We need a break. Now let's let's take a break and we'll talk about Wonder Woman. <laughs> Jesus, this fuck this fucking episode. <laughs> fucking garbage. It's horrible. I, just, I don't know. I'm it's not feeling it. I'm not like I'm not enjoying this one. It's not light. It's not fun. Aw. You know? You just have you ever had those days? I, I've had those days for sure, but I, I don't know. I think I'm, I think, I think we have the ability to have fun. No, you send, yeah. you send out, you send out a text. Hey guys, uh, this is what we're talking about this week. Star Trek Discovery tra- tra- trailer, uh, gifted trailer. And then you get on the fucking Skype call. Hey Frank, did you see the, did you see this trip? No. What the fuck were you doing the last three goddamn days? Mostly sleeping. Oh, there it is! Damn it, shit! What? Looking for the text? Yeah. Trying to call me out on this shit? You didn't believe me? No, 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 no! Fuck you, you son of a bitch! That's not what I was doing. (laughs) I found it. It was my fault. All right, you know what? I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna refer back to a fucking iTunes review we got. Frank is an idiot. Oh my god. That was verbatim, I think. <laughs> that was, was, I wasn't, no, I wasn't saying it. I was just quoting one of our iTunes reviewers. <laughs> I wasn't saying, no, Frank. See, that's the thing. I say shit like that and then people, Brian's mean to Frank. Jesus Christ. Oh, that, oh, no, shit's fun. that shit's funny to me. Yeah. God. At this point, we, the, all the people like the real fans know the drill. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, when, you know who my favorite listener is? Who's that? Martin Freeberg, that guy. I'm, so- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so naive. I didn't even see it coming that time. Like, who is your favorite listener, Brian? <laughs> you fell right into my trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know who else would fall right into my trap? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Jake, you're catching on. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, all right. Let's oh, God. <laughs> let's take a break. We'll come back and talk about this Wonder Woman shit. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, 
It's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, we are back. Yeah, good shit. Yeah. Woohoo. Best right. of shit. Fucking rally cry there. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about uh, let's talk about this uh, Wonder Woman stuff. Uh, let's see here, we got uh, Eric Eisenberg saying Wonder Woman is the best DCEU film so far. The heart of Gal Gadot's Diana powers it, uh, the, the heart of Gal Gadot's Diana powers it, and the shift from mythic into World War One story really works. Uh, we got. Mm. Andrew Dice uh, from Screen Rant saying embargo lift. Andrew, Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew <laughs> Dice Clay. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. I can see how this is going to go crazy, right? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Is it going to? This is going to get really sexist really quick about Wonder Woman, right? Hickory Dickory Duck. <laughs> yeah. Gal Gadot. Anyway, uh, embargo lifted so I can say unequivocally that Patty Jenkins delivered a true Wonder Woman story in many, in more ways than I honestly hoped. Uh, let's see here. We got, uh, Mike Ryan. He says, uh, loved Wonder Woman. She reminds me of Christopher Reeve's Superman, true North superhero with no angst or cynicism, which is needed right now. Uh, Kate Erbland. Wonder Woman, easily my favorite DCEU film, has the humor and heart the franchise so desperately needs. Godot and Pine are charming as hell. Uh, Silas Lesnick says, very pleased to report that Wonder Woman is the best DC movie since The Dark Knight. I'm already looking forward to seeing it again. Mm. And Alicia Lutz says, Wonder Woman has some of the coolest, most insanely well-performed and badass fight scenes ever. Singularly choreographed and shot and fun. Eric Davis, Wonder Woman is great. My favorite of the recent DC movies. It's fierce, funny, well-written, and badass. Gal Gadot owns it. Her lasso for the win. Uh, these are just a sample. Uh, here's one more. Josh Dickey. Um, the most wonderful thing about Wonder Woman is the wonderful Wonder Woman. Gal is Wonder Woman. Now then, about Wonder Woman. Okay, whatever, Josh. Um, <laughs> that was like a fucking tongue twister. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Nice wordplay there, guy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, these are all positive. Like, everything is coming out uh, roses for Wonder Woman, and this actually has me pretty fucking excited to see this movie. So. Yeah, Brian, I think I'm in the exact same camp now. Um, when I read these reviews, I was like, holy fucking shit. I guess I'm going to... I guess I'm going to be a sucker again if they fuck me again, you know, with yeah. like the Suicide Squad thing. I'm going to be real pissed. But at least here, like, God, the stuff they're saying has me real excited, too. That one that really fucking smacked me over the head was the uh, comparing it to uh, Christopher Reeve's character with yeah. no cynicism. Yeah. And just the hero we need now. Right. Like, and just how charming her and Pine are. Uh, I'm actually really excited now, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can't be. Frank, what are you thinking? It definitely instills some hope. Early reports of other DC films reported on how they, they couldn't keep it together and the problems that they had, but they, these all definitely seem positive. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of holes or anything to them. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, for as much as like me and you, Frank, for as much as we enjoyed Man of Steel, it wasn't universally mm -hmm. loved. And I mean, right. you know, Jake, you're no, and, it, you, and and even though you guys love it, I'm sure you'd agree with me that it, it wasn't. It like didn't have that kind of hero. 
like anywhere near like a Christopher Reeve, like bring hope to us type of, you know, fun action. I don't know. It just, it was a different kind of movie. Yeah, it, it totally yeah. was. It totally was. I, I, and I talked about this last week, and I'm not going to really jump into it again, but like I thought that they were trying to get out of the shadow of Christopher Reeves and go in a different direction. And I feel like now with Wonder Woman and with the way she was embraced in Batman v Superman, especially – I think if you didn't like Batman v Superman – at least you came out of the theater. Hopefully, you loved Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman because I did. I thought she was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there with you on that. On that too. Like the Wonder Woman stuff was the best yeah. part. Like, yeah. Oh man! And even after two hours of slogging, it was still exciting to see that yeah. part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I, I, I think it's. I think mm. Patty Jenkins as the director, she's getting a lot of praise too, from what I've been hearing. So. Yeah, that's, that's, awesome. a fantastic, that's a fantastic point you make about it proving to the audiences that after seeing the Wonder Woman representation yeah. that, you know, yes, they tried a different direction with the Superman. Yeah. But yes, we are still willing to see like it, everything doesn't need to be doom and gloom and serious. The audience still wants to see a competent, self-assured hero <laughs> that's for the people. Yeah. 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 I agree, man. So, yeah, I'm excited. I am, wow, too. holy fuck, I'm excited for a DC movie. Yeah. Get, fucking get ready. Get ready to be stupid again. Yeah, is it going to be one of those things that, like, now we're so pumped about the movie because and and it's going to let us down? I, I hope that's not the case. But if it's a great movie, it's a great movie. And that's that's all I can hope for. And I can all I can hope for is that it's got great word of mouth, too, and that more people go to see it if it is fantastic. So... Yeah, yeah. I hope it's good. Wouldn't it be, I'm excited yeah, now. Yeah, wouldn't it be crazy? We'll be calling if, it as we see it. Yeah, if Wonder Woman gets a Tupperware party, that would be insane. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would be insane. I mean, if it if if I'm seeing a movie, if I completely agree with these people, then it will be a Tupperware party, yeah, right? Yeah, it will mm-hmm. be absolutely. So I mean, but who knows? Who knows if this is all just a bunch of crazy hype or not? Yeah, it's uh, one of the things that that. Uh, I was worried about was like the blending of the mythology with World War One and seeing how that's all going to work. I hope it's not like a big mess. I hope it does work because yeah. Does that yeah? Make, sometimes yeah. that stuff's cool. Like it worked in like First Avenger. It worked in First Strike. But mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes it takes away from the movie. I think. Yeah, First Avenger though it was. I don't know. It, you're not dealing with like gods either. You know so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that kind of works in Wonder Woman's favor, the fact that it's dealing with the gods and back in time. I think it also helps that it it doesn't have to have dumb Batman versus Superman shit where we're seeing videotapes of future DC movies because it, it's set in the past, too. I think that helps it out. Yeah, but what about the set shots of uh, Gal Gadot's oh, the, the Wonder Wayne stuff? Gal Gadot and Gotham and stuff. So yeah, I'm fine with the one scene. The one scene is fine. Like that, I understand. They want to yeah. have their bigger set universe. I was, so that's probably a scene at the end of the movie. I was, well, I was getting vibes of it being kind of like interview with the vampire to where like she's oh, telling yeah. him the story. I remember story. you saying that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Her basically telling him the story of whatever and like her getting to know Bruce Wayne a little bit more and tell him more about herself. I, I don't know if that's where they're going, yeah. but yeah. And vice know. versa. I mean, Bruce right. Wayne obviously learning a lot more about her. Yeah, yeah. In the process. So, I yeah. like that. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. What? Uh, oh. Excited about fucking Wonder Woman. Here we go. I know. Uh, they were talking about uh, massive reshoots for uh, Justice League. The rap is reporting that this is untrue. Um, there has been no additional photography to date on Justice League. We have planned and will shoot additional pickups early summer. Uh, additional photography has always been planned like most pictures in general, but certainly for a tentpole of Justice League size and scope. So uh, just just the regular amount of uh, reshoots and things like that. So just to kind of like make it work, make the story work. But as far as like massive reshoots like that were reported, it's, it's the rap is saying that's untrue from their sources. Yeah, I believe that too. I mean, all these movies have to do some, yeah. you know, audio redubbing and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. If you guys heard about the the Flash director now, um, they don't have one yet, but they're, I mean, they've got they've got a list. Uh, Variety's reporting that Matthew Vaughn, the director for Kingsman and X Men First Class, is being considered. Uh, Zemeckis is still being talked to. Like, so even though he's doing the, uh, you know, that. Uh, Steve Carell movie that's coming out for Universal in 2018. They might they might even push it back if Zemeckis wants to come aboard. Um, they were looking into Sam Raimi and he's dropped out. Uh, also, Mark Webb, the director for 500 Days of Summer and The Amazing. Uh, I love five. I don't care what anybody says. 500 I, Days of Summer is <clears throat> one of my favorite movies of all time. Man. Yeah, he did. I, I love that shit. Yeah, I, I keep I, Mark Webb away from another superhero movie. Right, Amazing Spider-Man one and two. Uh, he he passed on it though. So, uh, but they're saying uh, Zemeckis is the front runner. So, um, I, grab him, grab him before he changes his mind. That's what I say. I well, that's the thing. I, they got to wait for him to finish this Steve Carell film. I, I say wait. I say if they can get Zemeckis, wait. Just wait. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't. I mean, it, it feels like you know DC has just been pushing these movies out as fast as they can. You know, push. You know, hit the brakes a little with the with the Flash. I know it's the Flash, but. I just don't want them to – I know – and he's an awesome character. I just don't want them to get the wrong guy for the job and then us get a garbage movie. Zemeckis would be a huge pickup. It would be, it'd be the perfect marriage of director and character. Yeah, especially after if this Wonder Woman movie really is a huge success. And, yeah. You know, really does bring a whole new, like, bright light to the DC movie universe. Right. I think as Robert Zemeckis' Flash movie is – what's a better follow-up? Right. I mean, well, like, look at it. Look at it. I mean, uh, recently, you know, DC's made some good moves. I'm not going to lie. Matt Reeves, director of The Batman. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's I agree. a step I agree. in the right direction. I mean, that final uh, War for Planet of the Apes trailer that just came out, it's amazing. It's amazing. I saw it last yeah. night in the theater. Um, I saw it, like, you know, I watched it, and then I watched it again on, in the theater last night before Covenant. It's so good. That trailer is so fucking good. This final trailer. It is good. Yeah. It got me excited for Han Solo, too, because I thought um, one of the reasons it was so good was I thought Woody Harrelson was really powerful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, And he showed so many sides, like how he was, like, friendly with the yeah. apes, but yeah. then he was just so, like, unmerciful with them later on in the trailer. Oh, dude. I was like, oh, wow, this character has a lot going on. Well, it's crazy that they've got... Yeah, I know we're talking about Planet of the Apes now, but <laughs> fuck it. It's crazy that they've got, like, fucking apes on their side. Yeah, that was wild. I, I They were loading the artillery, and yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, well, and then they, you had apes, like, bringing Caesar in to talk to Woody Harrelson's character, and uh, you had apes behind Caesar bringing him in. I was just like, what the fuck? 
This is crazy. Yeah, that's a great trailer. That movie, like, oh, man. Like, I know it's a Planet of the Apes movie, yeah. but it also looked like it was going to be one of the best war movies in oh, a long yeah. time. It looks so good. And yeah. I mean, oof. And I mean, you know, DC recently brought in Joss Whedon to do the Batgirl film. So, like, they've made some 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 really good moves here recently. And if they can get Zemeckis, man, this is even better. Yes, finally, finally, like, get away from the fucking Goyer shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see here. Let's, uh, let's move on into, uh, Star Wars news and then we'll wrap this shit That was up. the most optimistic DC news we've ever had on this episode. Well, I mean, it was, it, 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 all the news this week about the Wonder Woman stuff is, is really good. And like the fact that Zemeckis is still their front runner and that, I mean, it looks like talks haven't like 100% fallen apart. That they still have hope that they can get Zemeckis to do a Flash film. Like that, that, those are two great stories: Wonder Woman and, and Zemeckis Flash. The mm-hmm. irony of it's funny though. After it's the episode where we read the iTunes review where we're uh, DC shitters and Marvel yeah. dick suckers. Well, that, oh well, yeah, we don't want any of this to do well. I mean, you know, uh, like that's the thing. It's like if DC's making good <laughs> movies, I'm going to say good shit. You fucking idiot. <laughs> You're, no, if, if DC was making great fucking movies, I'm going to come on here and tell everybody that, yeah, that, 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 you know, I don't know. It's a thing. I don't, what the fuck? What do you want me yeah, to man. say? Yeah, I want Wonder Woman to be really good, man. The Wonder Woman being a giant turd, how fucking disappointing would that be? DC, animo- DC animated movies are better than fucking Marvel animated movies, all right? And yeah, the fuck, sure. and that's DC Rebirth is destroying what Marvel's doing right now. I'm sorry that your fucking movies suck, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that fucking Suicide Squad was garbage, and I'm sorry that Batman v Superman didn't make a goddamn billion dollars. Yeah, I'm real fucking sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm not sucking the dick of subpar movies, asshole. <laughs> But, so, you know, I'm, I'm just a fucking Marvel fuck boy. I've just got a fucking, I've got a Thor Ragnarok in my ass. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It, 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 it just fucking annoys the shit out of me that I can't have a goddamn fucking opinion. When, if Marvel was making fucking garbage, I would call them out on their fucking garbage. Uh, if you would, I mean, if you'd stop giving Marvel a free pass on the same stuff that you hate on DC for, you know? Bullshit, bullshit. Go back and listen to Age, <laughs> go back and listen to our Age of Ultron episode, Dick Krasinski or whatever the fuck your name is, <laughs> Dick Freeberg. You go back and listen to Age of Ultron, asshole. I hated that movie, I can, t- I still hate that movie, and I tossed the fuck out of Iron Man 3, and yes, I'm getting loud right now, and I know some of you don't like it, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> So deal with it. Deal with it. But yeah, you, you fucking poke the fucking bear. You mess with the bull, you get the fucking horns, asshole. Dick. Anyway. I think you need a uh, Jar Jar soundbite right about now. Uh, yeah, God. <laughs> what is Misa doing? Oh, man. Nothing calms you down like Jar Jar. No, it's just, it's just like, come on. Come on. I know. I was, I was poking the bear. I was trying to get you to yell. I can't lie. These fucking, these fucking, uh, trolling us on these fucking iTunes reviews. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you get on here and say, I can't listen to the guys because the guys curse too much and they, and they, and it does, it takes them forever to get the, I'm not going to argue that it, it, yeah, it takes us forever to get the advertised content. And you know, I still don't care. 
I still yeah, they hate you where it hurts when they try to fucking when they completely fabricate shit about our opinion. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, my my two, my two favorite superhero movies of all time are uh, Avengers and of course uh, Superman the movie. I mean, I those are my two favorite. I think I think they're just amazing films, and one of them is a DC film. But yeah, it's like thirty plus years. So, uh, it's fucking. It's going to be forty years old, you know, next year. But still, when I, I still like, I still like two so much better. Oh, I, I, I think I, I, I think they're both great. I mean, I, it, you're splitting hairs at that point. There, it's basically just a continuation of the first movie. Yeah, um, it's just it's kid nostalgia for me. Sure. Like two just had as a kid, two had so much more going for it that like I didn't appreciate one until I was an adult. Yeah, I, I loved them both growing up as a kid. I, I thought of them both as the same movie, to be quite honest. Shit, as a kid, I love fucking Nuclear Man. Oh, so what God. the fuck did I know? You didn't. I hated that. <laughs> I hated that. I was like, that. oh, that's awesome when he's fucking punching him into the moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, well, geez, I just fucking went off. Uh, but, 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 yeah, it's been a while since I've done that. Um, like, cue, cue the, cue the Jar Jar. I'm telling you, it'll, it'll make you feel better. All right, let's, uh, let's jump into some, uh, Star Wars news. <laughs> what am I saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right, let's see here. I got uh, I got some Star Wars, uh, the Last Jedi news from MakingStarWars.net, and uh, I wanted to talk about that. Uh, let's see here. He uh, it's Jason Ward from uh, MakingStarWars.net, and he says uh, today I want to discuss the tools Luke Skywalker has on him as he makes his way through the Last Jedi. One prop in particular has really caught my attention. The other prompts might say a lot about Luke's situation uh, and how mobile he is on Octu. Based on <clears> this stuff, it seems like he's on the move during the movie, and perhaps Ray is the reason for his travels or an unwanted distraction from his purpose on the island world. I've heard and seen strange things like Porgs, an amphibian nun with a white veil top a white veil on top of her head and a sea monster. Uh, this journey requires tools, protection, and some directions. So it goes, yeah, it goes into some of these tools that he uses. And one is something that we like speculated on before and that they talked about before. And it's the marble compass. Mm. So it's a marble compass in a box and it goes on to say, in Star Wars The Last Jedi, Luke Skywalker has a compass that guides his way. The compass is a box with a blue marble-like orb on the top. I believe Luke Skywalker moves his hand over the blue orb, and the box opens up to reveal the compass inside the box. The interior of the box has metallic dials with Oribesh writing inside denoting some space version of north south east and west with a needle to point the way the prop is probably the most beautiful piece of craftsmanship i can think of for a star wars film it has a very it has a very old look to it but the inside is almost steampunk or like something mystical from naboo that's neat i'm excited to see if they uh 
recognize how cool it is and they're selling like replications of it. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking too. Like I was thinking like if I could buy this on the internet, that would be dope. Yeah, I bet I bet they will. I'm sure someone will make a replica of this thing. Bite on Etsy or some shit. Brooke Doherty will make it. Yeah. Eric Merrill cool, will though. make it. I'm excited to see it in action, the way he describes it. I mean the way Ward makes it sound, it sounds like it's a really neat prop. Yeah, he goes on it. He goes on about it a little bit more. He says, I, "I looked at the compass and I had to ponder if it is just another tool in the bag or is it something special? Does it take Luke Skywalker to where he needs to go in the Last Jedi, or does he find it at the end and that journey is conducted over the next film after the Last Jedi? I saw Luke with it one time, and I'm pretty sure he had the glove on. We see in the recent trailer from the Star Wars Celebration." Uh, the same glove that touches the book in the trailer. So that is Luke with the glove mm-hmm. is what okay. he's saying. Okay. So they got confirmation there. He says, uh, I wasn't able to get more, many more details on the compass itself. Before I ever saw it, I heard it was important. After I saw it, the work on the prop was so nice. I find it hard to believe it isn't crucial or special in some way. Either compasses in Star Wars are really awesome or Luke Skywalker's, <laughs> or Luke Skywalker's <laughs> is really important. Uh, the rest of his stuff is really patchwork, general survival materials. The question remains, is the compass mystical and Jedi in nature? So yeah. They just wanted a really nice picture for that Star Wars visual encyclopedia book yeah. after the movie. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's going to turn out to be another, uh, what's that character's oh. name? That oh, we... shit. I know exactly. Constable Zuvio. <laughs> Constable oh. Zuvio. Constable Zuvio 2.0. No, yeah. um. Oh, what's uh, the other? There was another one that was really bad too. Uh, it was the uh, Sarco Plank. Oh, Sarco Plank, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I, I was gonna say Sarco Freeberg, but <laughs> totally different, to- <laughs> totally different character. Yeah, I get I get the I get the non-real characters correct. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's true. Um, Instead of real people, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Before I jump into some of the other uh, things that he brings with him, I'm hearing more and more rumors that Yoda is going to show up in the film. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So I think Frank Oz has made some really cheeky comments in the last year and a half. That has pointed that direction, too. That has a lot to do with it. But, like, more people are saying that they've seen a Yoda puppet. More people are coming out to say it. But um, it's... uh, I, I, th- I think it's going to happen. That's uh, that's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. He's going to do more flippity-do lightsaber action. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I like that it's more of a puppet than uh, the CG stuff. <laughs> it's going to be both. Uh, he goes on to talk about Luke's backpack and how's it has, how it has a water bottle in it and how he has kindling to make a fire, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see here. Aye, aye, aye. I mean, that goes in hand with what we've heard, we've heard a lot in the last couple of weeks that we really are going to learn a lot of Luke uh, flashback lore in this movie. Right. So th- this all makes sense. He goes on to talk about other things that Luke has. Skywalker has a wooden walking stick and a cattle prod type weapon for zapping any creatures that get in his way. Um, <laughs> a person, be fun. A person on okay. a person on set heard it called a lightning rod. But it doesn't look like an epic weapon. It looks like something you would just casually zap a pest with. Uh, Luke, yeah, get out of get out of here, puffin. Yeah, porg. <laughs> They're called porgs. I'm oh, sorry. I thought, I thought you were good with the creature names. <laughs> no, I'm not not that one yet. Get sorry. the fuck out of my way, Martin Freeberg. 
<laughs> Zap. Yeah. Luke's wooden yeah, that joke's getting old anyway. Luke's uh Luke's wooden walking stick clicks to his belt where his lightsaber would be. I did casually ponder if it could be a training saber like we saw in Star Wars Rebels, but it looked more like a walking stick. However, I never saw a lightsaber on his belt, just these other utility tools, but for getting by on Oct two. In fact, I have yet to see Luke's lightsaber at all. I'm not saying he doesn't have one in the film. I'm just saying I haven't seen any empirical evidence of a lightsaber yet. I wonder if that lightsaber is just like collecting dust somewhere. Hmm. Like, yeah, we, like, eh, yeah I'm, this. well, we heard like, you know, like once he, once they concluded wrapping up the original trilogy, Mark Hamill was hoping that like, you know, if he ever did come back to the character that he would be more of like the Jedi wizard and not have to use the lightsaber. And maybe Ryan Johnson agrees and we're not going to see Luke with a lightsaber for the majority of the film. I, I do think we're going to get that moment. People are going to, you know, come in their pants when, <laughs> when, when we do finally see that reveal. Like we might not even know that Luke's got a lightsaber on him this entire movie. And then all of a sudden, like at the end of the movie or, you know, sometime in the, you know, the final film, we see Luke and we see like the the lightsaber light up, but I, I don't know. I mean, every- well, I would want to see. I would want to see his green lightsaber as opposed to something weird like the lightsaber being hidden in the uh, walking stick or some shit. Oh, like, I want to see the yeah. actual saber. I don't think. I don't. I don't think we're getting a lightsaber and a stick. No, I don't think yeah, so I don't either. Want that. Yeah, he's uh, never worried about that. Yeah, uh, here's a rumor. Uh, while the stuff above is uh, empirical evidence, this is less so. There's a rumor that near the end of the film, Luke is going for Snoke and Ray is going for Kylo. I asked the person that believes this to be true if they have an encounter in the film and they didn't know for sure. It makes me wonder if we leave off the circumstances of the film with Luke going to embrace that he's a Jedi again and he's intent on bringing Snoke and the First Order down? If that's the case, I wonder what makes him change from being the reluctant master to the Jedi he was supposed to be. The possibilities are fascinating. This part could be entirely wrong, though, but I find the potential very cool. I don't know if I'm buying this, but I do think uh, Luke going for Snoke is kind of kind of insane. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, some of that kind of lines up with stuff we've heard, if it is true. Just that there's going to be stuff with Luke and uh, Ray and Kylo on Octu. Yeah, I, I think that was more rumor too. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I, I, I know that 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 Kylo and his guys underneath him do do show up to Octu, but um, the um, so <laughs> whether or not Luke goes on a vengeance run after Snow. That's it. The debatable part. That's, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, right. that's the part that I have a hard time like. I like it. It's cool. I could see that being cool. Wouldn't it? Yeah. What, Luke going after Snoke? Like fuck yeah. this. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I would that would get me very excited for episode nine if that's where we're leaving off. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> and I agree. I, and I agree about the excitement of what would change him from being the uh, reluctant, like wizard character to the. Uh, full-blown getting revenge on Snoke. Like, that would... Whatever plot point happens to make that change is pretty exciting, too. Yeah. Maybe finding out somehow how he was betrayed or some secret that we don't know. A real yeah. big wow moment. 
Because yeah, we heard there's going to be some big shocking revelation that's going to be like it's the biggest revelation in oh, Star Wars history. Did you read that? Did you read yeah. that? It's it's from a Japanese fucking uh, pamphlet or some shit, and it just it, it is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, the hype pamphlet. It's bullshit. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought it was just garbage. I mean, I just thought it was just promotional shit. Oh yeah, promotional shit for sure. But I mean. If I'm just saying it, it would sound more realistic if this was a real rumor. Yeah. Like, cause there has to be a giant catalyst for that shift in Luke's attitude. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just felt like in this movie, I don't feel like it's going to be like Luke going after Snoke. Now, I could be wrong. I just feel like they've got to get Luke seeing Kylo again for the first time in, like, you know, years out of the way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'm I just I'm, I'm so excited for episode eight. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, my god. oh yeah, me too. I just don't see like like Luke meeting up with Kylo again, and then oh okay, and then we're gonna end the film on him with Snoke or some shit. No, <laughs> it's a little too much. Yeah, because right now we don't have like a direct line of any kind of emotional stress or whatever from Luke to Snoke. There's no payoff yet. Yeah, but Jake's right. Like, what does, if Luke is reluctant, like, if learning about Han's death isn't, like, what sparks this fire, like, what else could? I don't know. Yeah, right. well, it is. Right. And that's the only thing that is making me give some credence to the stupid pamphlet thing, is just kind of putting these two, putting those two rumors together. Oh, I, I when I read the pamphlet, I'm just like, whatever. There's going to be shocking things going on in every Star Wars movie, whatever. Uh, Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. It was shocking when fucking, like, Jar Jar turned the Senate over, for Christ's sakes, you know? Yeah, I mean, for some people it was shocking to find out that, you know, um, when when Han yelled out Ben to Kylo Ren, they found out that, you know, that yeah. uh, Kylo was Han's son. I mean, that was shocking to some people, so it's like, okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I just, yeah, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for more Luke. I can't wait for more Mark Hamill in Star Wars. I, uh, I can't wait for Trailer 2, actually. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, Trailer 2 comes out, and then we're going to get TV spots galore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof, At least trailer. they usually don't venture too far spoiler territory with the Star Wars films. Uh, uh, trailer 2 is always the one that blows your fucking dick off, though. Like, this first Star Wars trailer is always really cool. But the second one's the one where they really just fucking, like, unload the fucking arsenal on your face. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the TV spots are going to give us a ton more. I mean, once we get towards closer, I mean, TV spots, we're going to get to see a lot more shit. And, of course, we're going to get toys and all this stuff, you know, Force Friday in September. It's, yeah, there's going to be a ton of stuff. (sighs) And it's yeah, be exciting. yeah, there's going to be leaked pictures from like the Star Wars visual, Star Wars Last Jedi visual dictionary. You know, it's going to happen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We, we were looking at all that shit before Episode Seven. Yeah, exactly. We we saw pictures of like what was it like uh, Hans Freighter and shit like that. Yeah, we saw Snoke. Yeah, we saw Snoke. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We'll probably see Hugh Hefner Snoke coming up here soon <laughs> with his silk robes and shit. 
that's cool. I'm excited. Bring I, on the leaks. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to know. I want to know as much as I can about this fucking movie before I go into the film. I know some people don't like that, but with Star Wars, it's completely different for me. Yeah, with Star Wars, I'm just, I'm I'm with you too. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually that way for any other movie, but with Star Wars, I'm just like bring on all the information, yeah. asshole. Give it give it all to me, and you know, <laughs> I, I can't wait. I I love being spoiled on Star Wars. I have no problem with it. You know, I don't care if I know that Han dies. I just I, I, I just I want to know more. I love it. Yeah, I'm with you. Hundo percent on this. Yeah. Let's do it. If they had the audiobook before the movie came out, I would listen to it. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I can't do that. I'm with you. I'm, I, I think I'm actually with Jake on this one. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, like when we did the Star Wars spoiled episode, Star Wars The Force Awakens spoiled episode, like – I had so much fun doing that, and I think I actually enjoyed the movie because we did that podcast. Yeah, that, that, was, oh, one wow. of, that was one of my favorite podcasts, too. I hope we get to do the exact same thing for Episode 8. I don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to get all that stuff, man. Mm, I think I think we will. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know how much we're going to get, man. I don't know. Pe- and, people want those secrets so bad yeah. they're out there, and I think they'll yeah. be got. Yeah, maybe next week. Uh, there's, there's been some. Uh, maybe next week we'll go over it. There's been some more information about the space horse and and Canto Bite and stuff like that that's come out. Maybe we can go over that next week. Let's do it. The more Star Wars talk, the better. Cool. All right, I am done. I am out of here. Uh, yeah, whatever. Fuck this shit. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so fucking Fuck done. This shit. I'm so done with this shit tonight. No, I've. I just. I man. I just. I haven't. This week, guys, I'm telling you, like we, we, I've had, we've had storms here all week. I don't know about you guys, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. my dog gets freaked out with the storms, and so when that happens, uh, he's he's keeping me up at night. So like I've I've literally got maybe like four or five hours of sleep every night, and so like it, it just catches up to you. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're Katie's, you're yelling. You're the same way. She's been the same way. Yeah. Yeah. She she doesn't she doesn't like the wind. She was scared of it. And she was telling us it was raining in their room. I would yeah, just, the weather's the weather's been so dumb this week anyway, right? It was like ninety on Monday, yeah, and like forty today, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and if I, like for me, yeah, yeah, advertise content's over, so fuck off, everybody. <laughs> this is our time to bullshit. If I just want to fucking wind down and talk to my fucking friends, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> Jeez, I get so mad at nothing. What the fuck is this? Funny. You know what I mean? It's funny. I'm, no, it's like I, I get mad because I think about what other people are thinking. You know, and I don't even know yeah. if people are thinking it. You know, I'm just trying. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to cut <laughs> them off. I'm, I'm trying to cut them off at the path because that's what people. These people just piss and moan about li- the stupidest little things, Jake. <laughs> they really do. They really do. When they get on there and they review shit, I don't think everybody yeah. should have a voice, Jake. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. You know, <laughs> jeez, I agree. no argument. Jeez, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I meant to hit the mute button there. No, that was that was fine. That was probably one of the best parts of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm, couldn't get to it quick enough. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, Frank Frank didn't give a shit when he's fucking over there, fucking making mojitos or whatever the fuck he's. <laughs> I know. Doing. I try to. I try to at least bring some kind of you know politeness. <laughs> yeah, Frank's over. Oh, I th- muted all the burps. Frank's over there with his fucking Snoopy snow cone maker and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clink clink clink. That's a, a thirty-two ounce uh, aluminum mug thing. Wow, you're so eloquent, Frank. 
quite the wordsmith over there. 32 ounce thing. <laughs> Whoa, you might kill him there. That was like a wheeze. I did like I did like a happy birthday video for uh, YL and Jesse. Or no, it was uh, Liz, Liz Hobbs. And I was in the garage and I was wearing a freaking tank top. And a Jesus, hat. you're like a fucking birthday clown. You're like, you're getting paid for this? <laughs> no, I was just thinking like Larry the Cable Guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 oh, the PCL birthday clown. Let us know if you need him. We'll rent him out to you. It's just being nice. I didn't want to take the time. I actually have to type something out. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! Geez. Wow, you just took away like anything nice oh. about it. <laughs> I didn't want to take the time to write something <laughs> no. out. I, that was funny. <laughs> well, it wasn't like I didn't want to just do happy birthday. I wanted to do something more than that. Yeah, and, and I didn't so, want to try to think of something witty, so I just said, "Okay, this is me." Yeah, happy so you know, I, I, I'll do. I'll do this. I'll do this out in the garage. What's where I was? I know, I like know. Now. Oh, I trust me. We know you're in the garage, Frank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, three clinks of ice means happy birthday. <laughs> God, all right. I'm I'm putting this one to bed. This is like this is the official worst episode ever. And last week we talked. Oh, about that's not shit. even close to true. It's it's pretty craptastic. Oh, it's no. pretty bad, but it's not. It's not. It's not the worst. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's up there, dude. Yeah, not even in the competition. <laughs> it's up there. We're not, we're not even talking about this one when we're having that discussion. You know in how, my opinion. You know how the leftover army? They've got their leftover army uh, Facebook group. You know. Yeah. And yeah. they did their tournament like uh, best movies and shit. Yeah. They're going to have one. It's going to be like worst PCL episodes. Oh, shit. That, that's going to be a thing because you yeah. said it. Yeah, but you I know hope, what? I hope that is a thing. And You know what? <laughs> There's going to be no argument that this is the worst. Oh, I disagree with that. Yeah, you think? I, I, disagree, I disagree with that. This will be a contender. No. <laughs> right? Right? No. I guess no. if you have final how many, four, how many final episodes four? are in this tournament? How many episodes are in this tournament? Sixteen? Uh oh that's too many. Yeah. Did you like eight? Right, how many episodes do we have? Well, this is hundred eighty seven. I mean if we're yeah, we'll exclude. Can you can you fit that many in a bracket? hundred eighty seven? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, all of all of them are so you're saying all of them are shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm making a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man, we'll call it the we'll call it the Martin Freeberg Tournament of Champions. <laughs> <laughs> I know, this this episode's not the worst though. No way. No way. It's been way worse. All right. I'm just waiting for the day where you agree with me, Jake. Yeah, I have before. There's been times when you've said this is probably one of the worst, and I've been yeah. like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, That's happened. I get to This one was fun, though. I had fun. Yeah, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> oh, of course, Taste It Frank liked it. <laughs> Taste It Frank. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like Frank is the one that suffers the most when we do these episodes on Skype. Uh, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know why. My focus is just all over. 
Yeah, you you just like I don't, sometimes I forget you're even part of the episode. That's why the ice thing was so like alarming. It was like, oh, not only is it ice in my ears, but it's like remembering you're even there. Jake, <laughs> Jake felt like he was one of the crew on the Titanic, and they just hit the iceberg. Like, oh shit, what the fuck? I, I, oh yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. I, I didn't even see that thing. <laughs> you did too. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was like the next level of like 3D sound. Yeah, this episode should have like ended ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think the I think the longer we go on here, like though, the less contention it has for the worst episode ever. Oh, I know. It's I really, agree with that. Yeah, really picked up these last ten minutes, guys. Good shit. This is quality podcasting here in the last 10 minutes. This final stretch. You're talking about which episode sucks the most. Yeah. This, I agree. This, I agree. Yeah. This, uh, whoo, whoo, some epic podcasting just went down, gentlemen. We just. <laughs> Next level podcast. <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> oh shit, we should end the episode now. <laughs> Like all good leftovers stay on their doggy bags. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your patronage. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, more more next level podcast next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations! I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy, like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't 
embrace it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture push over pop culture. Leftover. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftover. Love it, hey, let's face it, can't embrace it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture.